Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 193. Let's wait. Wait. Go. And welcome to our Christmas show, Mark. Episode 193 of A Shot of Wrestling. Hollywood's here. Merry Christmas, brother. Merry Christmas to you, too. Wow, you actually uh, you actually gave me like a heartfelt welcome. Absolutely. I'm, I, I'm in the, feeling the Christmas spirit. I am in a great mood. I see. I see. I'm feeling nice. Got the Jack Apple flowing. Yeah, I said apple, not honey this week. Christmas gift. Early Christmas gift. Fantastic. And I'm, just, I'm in a fantastic mood. You see me? I'm actually thrown off for once. Am, right? am, I, being, am I being punked? Like, what's going on here? Uh, do you want to know why I'm in a fantastic mood? Why right? are you in a good mood, putty? Last season, season one of The Masked Singer, I've got half of the people right. I got six out of 12. Okay? Very proud of myself. Mm-hmm. But I only got two of the top three, the final three. I didn't get the winner this year. I was three for three in the finals, and the winner I knew right away. So uh, I'm getting better. And I take that as a glass half full here for season three coming up after the Super Bowl in February. That, that's why you're Woo. happy. Man, best thing that's happening to me all year. Putty, I'm going to cheers to this. I, Hold I, on. You, I, talk, I, you talk to me. Let me take a sip. I feel like you need a hug. That's the best thing that's happened to you of 2019? Yeah, man. I was three for three in the finals. Spoiler alert. Adrian Bailong, Chris Daughtry, whose voice I knew the moment I heard it, but I couldn't put a face to the voice. Like, who is this guy? I know this. Vo- I've seen him in concert numerous times. I just couldn't put the picture, the face to the voice. And um, boom, got it. Daughtry, bam. And then, of course, you went to Wayne Brady, who I knew right away. Big Wayne Brady fan. What's up, Wayne? Come on the show. Uh, contact Green Man. And uh, done. Three for three. Fantastic. Improvement from last year. I was two for three. Bring on season three, baby. Bring on season three. The XFL and season three, The Masked Singer. February's going to be a great time. My birthday month is going to be fantastic. Woo! Fantastic. I can talk all night. We're not wrestling podcast, Mark. How you doing, buddy? I'm I'm concerned for you, actually. And I didn't take my energy drink today, so this is just natural positivity vibes I'm, you're feeling here. For the mass Singer. I'm amped up. Yeah. Three for well, three. You know three what, buddy? Three for three. Whatever makes you happy, I'm happy for you. God bless. Godspeed. Go me. Go you. <laughs> and, of course, I ended the week with seeing Star Wars. Yeah, well, okay. Yeah. Which was... Can you not talk about that, please? Because I haven't seen it yet. All right, so at the end. No, okay? don't fucking. I knew it. I knew you were going to do this to me. So. Nope. Shut your mouth, buddy. The screen fades to black. And the credits roll. That's all that happens. I'm going to spoil Star Wars. There's a guy who we're friends with. He has spoiled numerous movies for people. What a dick. But he, he refuses to get spoiled for movies he likes. I was tempted, but I'm not an asshole. I, I don't really mind being spoiled, but like something like that, you, you kind of want to sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. But. Star Wars. I mean, we've been waiting for the end since the 70s here, since before I was born. That's really not true, but okay. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, yes. 
George Lucas said it was going to be a nine part series, but he wasn't going to make the final three. Right. He's going to stick to. He, he only wanted because stick, he sold it to Disney. That's why. Yeah. You you wanted to stick to the original middle three, and then someone convinced him to do the first three, and then the final three, which I said don't feel like Star Wars movies to me. The main Star Wars fell off all these characters in the storyline. Then the pre three is leading up to that, so you know what's coming. You know these characters. You know who's going to happen. What's going to where. This final three, I'm like, I'm lost. Like, what's going to happen? I don't like what's going on. That's what I kind of dig, though. So I mean, I, 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 yeah. I want to know where I want. I want to like know where it goes, but like not have like any inkling where it's going to go. If that makes sense. And when that thing happened to that thing, when that guy and the girl did that thing, if you the movie, you know what I'm talking about. Whew. I hate you. But I've been talking for the last five minutes. Mark, you haven't said a word. What's going on, buddy? How, how's your week? Well, been? because you've been monopolizing the whole conversation. I'm in a fantastic mood for once. I, I, I'm that's why I'm here. letting you go, man. I'm letting you roll with it. Man, I should not drink energy drinks more often. <laughs> well, my week was my week was pretty good, man. Uh, wrapping up production this week. Now heading into the holidays. You get a break during the holidays, or is it? Amped yeah, up? it's like a two week break. Nice. So like teachers. Kind of like teachers. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so going back home to Long Island to see the family. I'm pretty pumped about that. Uh, I could finally start Christmas shopping. Sneak that in right before Christmas. You haven't started Eve. Christmas shopping yet? Not really, man. Not really. So I'm not the only one. Fantastic. All right, good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the only thing like they did, I, that I secured. Uh, my wife and I, we agreed that we're not going to exchange gifts. Okay. We both kind of like. I, I hate. It's a trap. I hate the gift giving thing, man. I just makes no sense. Like, we're we're all stressing out for one day of uh, to give gifts. You like getting gifts. No, I I don't care. If, okay, listen, man. If like, if it's a random day and and you give me a gift, uh, I, I think that's more meaningful than to, to give me a gift on like a actual allocated day for it. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. So like, my whole thing is I'd rather create memories. You know, for these holidays because holidays really being about with uh being with people that you love. So plus you have everything. I, I pretty much, I, I really can't think of, uh, yeah, because people ask what I want. I can't really think of anything I want. And someone said on the radio, I uh, listened to Elvis Duran in the morning, and uh, they couldn't figure out what to get him. Yeah. Because he has everything. Yeah, right. So somebody gave him uh, a gift of a, to make memories. He, he, they gave him the gift to do something to make memories. Right. Which is exactly what you said. Sometimes it, making memories and being in the moment is better than actually getting a piece of uh, gift. 100%, because I never remember who gives me what. Or, like, I never get, remember, like, really what I give in general, unless it's really something meaningful. Um, like, I got my brother, actually. I did get one person, my brother, a really cool gift. Um uh, spoil it on the radio, or I can't say it? He's not going to listen. He's like, fucked up. <laughs> Where's the family support? He's not, a, he's not a wrestling fan. So? He's your fan of Mark Schwann, isn't he? <laughs> Debatable. <laughs> my, my, mother is, my grandmother wasn't a wrestling fan. Depends she, on the day of the week. We're she, brothers. She, she listens nonstop to me. But going back to my wife, actually, we, we decided we're going to create a memory together. We're going to do something we haven't done before. So we actually, we're going to do the escape game in New York City. Oh, sweet. Okay. Yeah. We're escape doing the, rooms. Yeah. We're okay. doing the prison break one. That's cool. And uh, we're going for a nice dinner afterwards. I was wanting to do that because I think I'd be pretty good at that. But I don't know if I'd be good at under the pressure of being in an hour. Yeah. And there's a one right not too far from my house. So maybe after the show, we want to practice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is there really one yeah. not far from here? Okay, like, it's cool. Like two minutes away. That's, that's awesome. Um. Yeah. No. I mean that. That's what we're gonna do. Like, we we want to do something cool, something different. We're all about that, and uh, I think it'll be awesome. Well, now I feel a little awkward, Mark, because uh, you say you don't like getting gifts. I started my Christmas shopping today, and I got you a fucking gift. 
Oh, man. Mark Schwann, Hollywood, the Hollywood assassin. That's the greatest gift right there. You got my name right. I got you a gift. I've been to your place real estate many times. I know you're decorating it well. So uh, my gift to you, Mark. Dude, wow. I'm like, I feel like a dick. I don't have anything. You should be because it's Christmas show. (laughs) I always want to be a professional wrestler. I am professional wrestling. (laughs) That's for my bash party. I was drunk. There's another one in there. Oh my god, that's that's there's really two things there's two things in there. <laughs> so Mark <laughs> Up at your house, you have, <laughs> you, have, you, have, you, have you have these beautiful picture frames everywhere, these beautiful pictures. <laughs> and you. I think you have a couple of spots open in your estate. So uh, let me give you the gift of picture frames. I know you, obviously you guys love picture frames, collecting pictures. But oh it's boring god. to give you the pictures that come with the frames. So I customized them for you. I got you a drunk picture from your bachelor party with the quote already inscribed on it. I, I didn't even know you took a picture of that. Oh, my God. I look Oh, no, so that's not drunk. a picture. That is a video screenshot I took <laughs> where you drunkly rambled and said, and I quote, I always wanted to be professional wrestling. I am professional wrestling. <laughs> this picture, too, is us making our second commentary appearance. And uh, I think that's awesome. One of my favorite pictures of all time, my Christmas card, is you getting attacked by Tyree. At the last BWF show, and you cowering in fear like the coward that you are. Well, he's so much bigger than me. Yeah, but then you talk to talk when he walked away. Just talk to his face. Like when Hank Flanders gets in my face, I get back into his face. I don't cower like a coward. Well, I can't wait for Hank I Flanders like to throw you in a ring. And I feel like cower like a coward is redundant. I keep, but uh, you, know, you know what I'm saying. Wait, so wait, wait. I, let me just backtrack for a second. That's your Christmas card? Yeah. For real? Yeah, it's fucking hilarious. It's awesome. I'm a favorite picture of the year. <laughs> and I met Sonny and Charlie Caruso this year, and that's my favorite picture of the year. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. Well, buddy, thank you. Actually, I, I know he's kind of meant to be a dick, <laughs> but, <laughs> but actually, I am touched because these are some awesome memories from this past year. You know, doing commentary, like I, I've, you know, I actually started when I was a kid with my action figures, calling my own, my own matches. When I was just a little boy, and I never thought I would be doing it for real, and uh, doing it with a friend of mine is—it's um, really fucking cool. I have to it's say, it's fucking cool. Yeah, I'm getting a little actually emotional about that a little. Um, so this is actually a really cool picture of us, something I'll cherish. The bachelor party is honestly—I bet you don't remember doing that. It's, I really it's, don't it's, remember doing that. It's a clip we played numerous times on the show. You did, and I'll play this clip right now. I always want to be professional wrestling. I am professional wrestling. Because you're not professional wrestling. You're a professional wrestler, manager. I, I know. Well, the, the whole thing before, what I say? I always said I want to be an actor. I am an actor. You said I that after be... that. This, you started out with the wrestling. I did. Yeah. Oh, my God. Anyway. Wow. Merry Christmas. Enjoy those beautiful picture frames. Well, thank you, putty. I, I got to return the favor somehow, some way. Maybe I'll get you a match with Hank Flanders. How about that? If he wants to lose, no problem. Hank Flanders, I hope you're listening. I will Mosca crush that guy so hard. Really? No, not, not even close. No, okay. You know what? I am Irish. He claims to be an Irish guy, right? From Go Queens. Up. Yes, I'm an Irish guy from Queens. Let's pop up with Mala Jameson. And she was the last man standing then. So, Let's go shot for shot. Sounds like this. A drinking contest. This is a challenge. This, I, think they, I think you're officially doing this. Go to Hank Flanders, my ass. You want to start in my equipment? I'm tagging ha- Hank Flanders. See this. Oh, I will tag him, too. <laughs> I can attack his mother. 
He is the winner from the road to gold, man. That man's going to be a future champion in 2020. Please, he, you going to ruffle please, his feathers? Please challenge TJ Marconi so we can flatten you again. Holy shit, I'm still recording this. Um, I'm just joking. <laughs> Joke, joking. Let's get in some news. It's time for In the News with Michael J. Putty and Mark Schwab. Let's get into some news, Mark. Ready to do this? Yo, let's rock and roll. Let's start with some good news. Please we don't do that. This is, this is weird here. This episode's so weird. Now you can make it awkward. You feel like a dick right now? You okay. feel like a dick. Police have arrested Luke Vu, the truck driver who fatally struck down Matt Travis last month and left the scene like an asshole. Now I feel like a dick, but you know, that is tremendous news, actually. Investigators determined a Kenworth dump truck traveling southbound on First Avenue made an illegal left turn onto East 125th Street here in New York City to enter the Willis Avenue Bridge and struck Matt as he traveled southbound on a bike path coming off the bridge. Now Vu is charged with reckless driving, failure to yield to a bicyclist, failure to obey traffic device, drive left of pavement marking, which I never heard of before, and failure to exercise due care. It's still not clear whether he knew what happened yet. He, how do you not know? How do you not know? I mean, you, you, you ran someone over. Like I was driving with a friend of mine in college, and she ran over a squirrel. You know when you hit like, even like, an animal, you, yeah. You felt like it was only a squirrel. You're like, did I just hit a squirrel? This guy's on a bike. He's a human being. Exactly. You definitely fucking knew. Like you feel like human, you also feel the bike too. Yeah, you hear it. Right. I mean, I'm surprised there's no it's not murder, it's not homicide, vehicle manslaughter. There's no manslaughter charges here. I, I'm shocked about that too. That there's no vehicle manslaughter or anything like that. It, it seems like the stuff that he's getting charged for, it's something that he can walk in, out of in like in a year. Yeah. Officials say twenty seven bicyclists have been killed in New York City this year alone. That's crazy. What about the fact that he's a hit and a run? Again, hit and run, right? I guess because they don't know if he actually knew. I'm using air quotes again on the radio, but uh, but anyway, the good news is justice has been served. Matt's family can rest in peace, knowing that this guy who did this heinous act will face justice. So, uh, hopefully, hopefully, it's like real justice because it sounds like the charges that he's getting charged with it sounds like a slap on the wrist. Truth be told, let's cheers to uh, justice and Matt Travis. Amen to that. Keeping with the legal theme, Mark, Jimmy Uso was in court this week for his trial for the arrest for his DUI back in July, which we talked about. Right. He was driving over 100 miles an hour, going in and out of lanes. I think he even fought with a police officer. NoDQ.com is reporting the jury has found Uso not guilty after deliberating for over an hour. How do you not find this man guilty? It's on video. Yeah, what is his? I don't know how this works. Uh, no clue. Maybe, maybe they're a big Uso's fan. I, I have no idea. Despite the verdict of not guilty, the speeding ticket will remain on his record per the report. So he dodged a bullet. Yeah. So I guess, are the Usos coming back? Are we seeing Naomi come back? I don't think they were held off because of this. There's just nothing for them creatively going on. They were like the hottest tag team going. How is there Two nothing years ago, creatively the, going on? The hottest on. feud, hottest rivalry, the hottest tag team going on. I Best don't promos. Oh, man. Bring them back. I miss the Usos. The tag team division is pretty weak right now in WWE. Oh, that's an understatement. Like I, I, I still just, I just don't understand heavy machinery. I don't get the. I get it. It's a comedy act, but now I'm hearing they're going to turn the revival into a comedy act. Well, they touched on their promo to SmackDown uh, when they were when they were talking about the comedy acts, yada yada. Yeah, but don't turn them into. They don't need to be a comedy act. They're one of the most legitimate tag team wrestling. 
TV. I feel have. like sometimes WWE leaks some stuff out to the to the. Um, well, the contract, contract coming up, so maybe it's a chance to either if they want to leave, is there a way to embarrass them as they're out the door? Like they did with Dean Ambrose. But this, but why why did they acknowledge it? They pretty much acknowledged it on air in SmackDown. These reports. I don't know, but I don't want to see that. I don't know. It's it's something to be uh, to keep an eye on here. More legal drama potentially. WB is reportedly closely keeping an eye on the whole Sin Cara AAA ordeal going down in Mexico. You heard about this? Yeah. Like, how do you how do you do this as a wrestler? You know, you have a non compete clause for what ninety days? Ninety days. And he goes on like what? Pretty much like the next day. Two weeks later, <laughs> he made his return to AAA using his. WWE name and WWE attire. Stupid. It's stupid. Uh, Dave Meltzer revealed WWE did not give him permission to use his ring name or attire for the AAA. Am I going to try? Because um, they currently own all the rights to his name in the U.S. and Mexico until 2021. Sin Cara is a nobody. WWE created Sin Cara. I mean, the guy under the mask is not even the guy Sin Cara was when they brought him in. With exactly. His it's uh, who, who was it underneath the mask? I forgot his name, who originally was. It was a big name. It was a big signing for them. But then they gave it to Unico. Not Unico. I think it was... No. Unico? I don't know who they gave it to. Unico. But, yeah. I yeah, think you're was. right. They gave it to Unico. And um, that's who it is currently that was released. Yeah. So to bring Sin Cara and his mask down to AAA, knowing what you know, I mean, it's a stupid move. It, it's just... There are no words for it. Hopefully trying to sweep this under the rug. Sin Cara has now changed his name to Cinta de Oro. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that right. You're probably not. The original Cinta de Oro. Correct, I'm not. Cinta de Oro was one of Sin Cara's idols and passed away in 2016. Cinta's son reportedly gave Sin Cara permission to use the name going forward. So, okay. Move on. Other news? Yeah, other yeah. news. I mean, this guy's getting sued. So This story, Mark, I looked at. I just stared at this headline. I read it three or four times. I was baffled until I read it, I read it wrong. Vice is making a documentary on Chris Benoit for the Dark Side of the Ring series. I kept reading it as Vince. I'm like, Vince oh is making a documentary. Why, why would Vince do that? <laughs> until my dyslexia wore off, and I'm like, oh, it's, it's Vice. So Vice is making a documentary on Chris Benoit. Sister of Nancy Benoit said, and I quote, Vice, we did it. Coming soon. How do you feel a family when a murder and hate is evolved? Well, your sister, Nancy Benoit, leads the way. I love you, Chris Jericho, Chavo Guerrero, for, make, for giving me my nephew back. Okay. Jimmy J touched the, uh, Chris Benoit. We don't really talk about Chris Benoit on the show. I think Jimmy J brought him up but regarding the Hall of Fame last week. Actually, I think it was me that brought it up. Yeah, probably you. Whoops. The Wrestling Observer confirmed the documentary saying, and I quote, Sandra Tofolini, the sister of Nancy Benoit, who knows the case better than anybody, Chris Jericho, who studied the case harder than any wrestler, because he considered Chris his best friend. Chavo Guerrero, who was Benoit's, one of the, Benoit's closest friends and who he texted that weekend. Everyone right. knows about that. Right. Chris's father and David Benoit, Chris's son from his first marriage, will all be involved in this documentary. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check it out. Okay. I'm, I mean, I don't know what story you're going to tell here. Like, these are all Chris Benoit guys. So are we lifting the ban of talking about Chris Benoit? There's no ban. There's no, but there's never a ban. There's no reason to talk about him. Because we talked about him sporadically when news came up. Like that movie with uh, Liev Striver. That never Richard, happened. Yeah. I'm like, still waiting for. Now cast Mark Schwann now. Why don't you? Because just like Liev Striver, I'm too tall to play Chris Benoit. <laughs> but this seems like it's going to be skewed more towards 
pro Chris Benoit. Well, and you know, I, I, I feel like it's going to paint him as a victim of the wrestling industry and the concussions and the steroids and their pills and blah, 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 blah. It seems like it's going to not be cut down the middle. Well, be... you would expect that to come from a WWE documentary, but meanwhile, this is Vice that's doing it. So I think that's even more interesting the fact that they're doing that because it's very easy to do a documentary about the horror of Chris Benoit. But I think it's interesting to get this other perspective about him as a human being. It's a touchy subject. People don't they don't want to talk about it. Right. Because he's a murderer. And because of whatever happened in his in his psyche, we'll never know what happened. But this seems it's, it's, we're going to hear more of Chris's story and paint him as a victim of the wrestling industry here. I think they're going to paint the wrestling industry in a negative light. I don't know what's going to come next. Well, maybe. But. I mean, keep in mind, some of these guys still wrestle. I mean, Chris, Jer- Chris Jericho and Chavo Guerrero are obviously still active in, profession- uh, in the professional wrestling scene. With zero allegiance to Vince McMahon, so they can say whatever the fuck they want now. So they can say whatever they want, but not at the same time, because Chris Jericho is part of, like, let's face the facts, a startup company in wrestling, AEW. Uh, one of like the one of the faces of the company so if you were face, if you were exactly. to shed a negative light into professional wrestling in Jericho and in general, that would impact AEW for sure. Yeah, so I think it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see. I I don't want to necessarily speculate where it's going to go, but I, I'm curious. We'll let you know when the uh, release date is for Vice Dark Side of the Ring series. Should be interesting. Moving on, another news: the story that will never die. In a recent interview with Sports Illustrated, Sting talked about his current status and the comments on the dream match with The Undertaker. Right. If you were to wrestle one more match, it's going to be Taker. If there was a Taker situation at WrestleMania, I would listen to the phone call. Yeah, of course you would. I would get in condition and pull it off. Okay. Why, I mean, why are we still talking about this? This is never going to happen. It's not going to happen do you, at all. Do we even want to see this happen at this point? Going back to the Undertaker Goldberg situation, which is exactly. I mean, that's what everyone is going to go to when they think of a match like this because. It, Undertaker and Goldberg, with all due respect, they're not in their prime. <laughs> and one would one would say Undertaker's more in ring shape than Goldberg is. Absolutely. But and Sting stopped wrestling because he got hurt. Badly. It was career ending. Yeah. And so he's now he's gonna he's able to pull off a match against the Undertaker. Notice the words. Career ending. So uh So you're gonna sacrifice your body, your life, your livelihood. For one extra match, even though it's the match you always wanted with The Undertaker, it's a match that the fans always wanted to see, but we wanted to see that 10 years ago. I never wanted to see that match. Really? Why? I just never really piqued my interest. Like, I didn't really know much about Sting because I wasn't a WCW guy. So I wasn't the biggest WCW guy but either, Sting... but uh, Sting always had that um, appeal. You know, I, yeah, I, but always, it wasn't, I knew who Sting was. Yeah, so did his character. And they everything. weren't the similar characters. They're very similar. Sting was the crow. The crow, yeah. The Undertaker was a dead man with the mind games. and Sting had the mind games, too. Sting didn't speak for a year. Let's keep it that way. I really want to go back and watch the Joker Sting during his final days of Impact. I heard that was one of the best Stings in his career. Uh, he played like a Joker. You know what? I wasn't really watching Impact with that, so I'm not a lot really people sure. We missed out because Sting was playing this crazy Joker, the Joker crazy. It was around the time after the Dark Knight, the Heath Ledger. Okay. And I heard he just killed that insane psycho character. That's something I want to go back and watch. That's dope. I would check that out. But now you can on Impact Plus. <laughs> a little plug there. For $9.99 a month. I was guessing. I don't, I'm assuming. But speaking of people returning to the ring, 
The Royal Rumble's coming up. Mark, one big name that could return is Edge. Could return, but Edge already shot that down on social media. We talked about it a couple months ago. It was rumored that he signed a new deal with E. Of course, he knocked that down. He's also going to be shooting a movie with Kelsey Grammer. I love Kelsey Grammer. Of course, Edge came back at SummerSlam and did an in-ring altercation with Elias, which led many to speculate on his in-ring future. Right, because he gave Elias a spear. The first time we saw... Him do anything. Edge, yeah, exactly. To, we're at the end of the decade, and Edge retired in 2011. We're almost at a decade without Edge. That's crazy. It feels like yesterday. Yeah. According to PW Insider, Edge recently signed a new deal with Eli, which I just mentioned. They also report Edge has been in Pittsburgh, the place where many W superstars go to get cleared before they return to the ring. Well, apparently, Edge heard these rumors and took to Twitter saying, and I quote, still not, still not, period. Not even want to talk about this, but I know if it happens, and I didn't talk about this, I feel like a dick. So let's talk about it now. Do you want to see Edge return? I do want to see Edge return. I, I feel like he's still I he's still young enough. I don't want to see him return. I, I love Edge. I, Edge is one of my favorite guys. Now, why knowing, they, knowing what we know about his condition, right? I don't want to take that risk. Well, here's the thing. He ended on a high note. He ended well. He's in the Hall of Fame. You don't. If you want to come back for like one more match, okay, but don't come back full time and. In the Royal Rumble? I agree with a lot of what you're saying, actually. When you just asked me a general statement, a uh, general question, do I want to see Edge come back? The, the immediate answer to that is yes. But if his neck injury is really that bad, if he's still a no-go physically, then no, I don't want to no. see him come back because, you know, Adam Copeland. Maybe, maybe it's a Daniel Bryan situation. Adam Copeland is a good dude. I don't want to see anything happen to him like that. And, uh... You know, another thing, too, just to touch on this. I mean, Edge, Adam Copeland, whatever you want to call him. Edge. Stop, stop being a mark. You know, he, uh, well, he's an actor now. That's true. So I, I, I don't necessarily know what to call him Edge. or his real- SAG buddies, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll see you at the SAG Awards. Get him on the show. Um, Pull some strings. Yeah, right? It might as well. Do something. Do so- I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> With Edge. You know the thing is he he does um he he he's one of the guys that still keeps kayfabe. So like you know it was a big surprise when he came back in the Royal Rumble and won the thing uh when he got injured beforehand. And now I wouldn't be surprised if it was, if it was the same thing because that's what I'm thinking here. That's you what know, I want to talk a, about it. A surprise like this would be huge. Mo- be monumental. A one of the biggest of all time. It would be right up there with Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns. Um, Those weren't surprises. They were surprises, actually. They, no, no, they, they weren't surprised in the fact they came on TV saying, I'm cleared, I'm coming back to wrestle. Right. Okay, I see what if you're saying. If we're saying, oh, who's number 27, all of a sudden here, on this day. The crowd's going to go, there's no roof on the baseball stadium. We're all going to go nuts. We absolutely will. And, you know, one would think, you know, that would leave hope for Paige even. Yeah, I'm sure she's dying for it, yeah. If she were to see Edge come back... We, again, we don't know the same injury, though. But anyway. It's very similar to with the neck. And the neck is, is actually trickier than, than the head. But even if you are Edge and you hear the doctor say, you're cleared. They told you you have to retire because it risks paralysis or death. Do you want to take that chance? Well, here's the thing. We're talking about... Daniel Bryan wasn't the neck. He was more the brain concussion and shit like that. I don't know if I would want to return if I was Edge. With Edge, what you just said, it was almost a decade ago. Yeah. Almost 10 years it's ago. About. Think about how much has changed over that time, you know, technology-wise. 
uh, medical wise. Oh, medical wise, okay. You know, it's just the, the evolution of, of things in general. A, a decade's a long time. You know, and if things have changed that much in 10 years, and yeah, of course, at that time, they're saying, dude, you wrestle, you die. Yeah, I'm going to listen to that. You know, but now it's just like, hey, listen, man, lots of th- lots of things have changed. Um, There's no way they can guarantee it. There's, well, don't guarantee it's, anything. It's been buddy. ten years. It's been ten years. We can we can say for certainty the risks are gone. We can get you back in the ring, but we can't guarantee you not being paralyzed. Well, I'm not going to risk that right now. Which is what three kids with Beth Phoenix, beautiful family. Keep in mind, me and you, we, we're purely speculating here, and you know, I, I, I would do best. I, I would love to see it personally, but if it doesn't happen, I wouldn't be surprised either. I would love to see Edge back on TV, but not in ring. Keep in mind, you know, with rumors that go on. Bring him back on backstage. Why is he not on backstage yet? With you brought the, CM Punk back, not Edge. With the, all the rumors that are out there, there's always some truth to it. You know, we heard rumors for a while. CM, That's true. CM Punk's going to come back. CM Punk's going to come back. And what happened? CM Punk came back. To Fox. To Fox. But there was still, it was a rumor, and it's partially true. There's some truth to every rumor. Who knows? Maybe Edge does come back as a as a, as the third guy raw commentator. I remember. You know, oh, good one. I remember putting the news together, and I heard a random story that came out of nowhere, literally nowhere, out of that Chris Jericho was partnering with his billionaire to create another wrestling fact, um, company, and Jim Ross might have ties to it. Both Chris Jericho and Jim Ross went on Twitter. Saying that is not true. It's complete speculation. This is BS. They have to. So what I do, I'm like, I don't feel comfortable talking about this. I deleted it from the story. We didn't talk about it. And look what happened. Look what happened. That's why I feel like I kind of have to talk about it now. You have to. You so, have to. Uh, we'll find out in, what, six weeks? Uh, five weeks? There is truth to every rumor. Even but if it's just 5% true, even it's true. In other news, Shayna Baszler been a big part of NXT, one of the faces of NXT for like two years now. Oh, yeah. Fans are wondering when she's coming to the quote-unquote main roster. I'm using air quotes now because can you call it the main roster anymore? Well, it seems like it's going to happen sooner rather than later. The report is she'll debut on the main roster at the feud with Becky Lynch leading to a match at WrestleMania. Well, I guess that confirms Ronda Rousey's not coming back from Mania. And they set it up nicely at Survivor Series. It would only make sense. Right. How do you think she'll do on the main roster? I think she'll do fine. You know, I, uh, so I, I guess obviously she's going to Raw. Right. You know, I think she has enough of a fan base from her UFC days and from, you know, creating a name over the last two years at NXT and then her her small spot that she had for the month in November on the main roster. Going against um, Becky Lynch, does she win the Royal Rumble then? Maybe. Maybe. I, it also depends. I mean, there's a lot of things that could happen between now and WrestleMania, so we don't necessarily know how it's going to play. But, I mean, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. We'll see. You know, the news... Something I thought about recently, randomly on TV, with the IC title changed, right? We have new designs for these belts. Mm-hmm. The U.S. title has been the same for almost a, over a tw- uh, decade. <laughs> Probably more than that. I, I, don't, almost I can't years. remember the last time the United States title has changed. 2003. Had that brief change when John Cena held it? Oh, God, yeah. Okay. Well, it looks like they're set to introduce a new title for the U.S. championship. The belt has been delivered to the WWE, but no one has any idea what it looks like. Who's the United States champion again? That is a great question. Uh, Rey Mysterio. Oh, yeah, that's right. At Belt Fan Dan on Twitter, who has broken numerous stories about title belts and designs and stuff, reports there's a new championship, 
W has it, but no word on yet when it'll debut. He's, he's also reported on the new IC Championship and the Barry Wyatt custom title. So um, what do you think it will look like? I can't even imagine. Especially, uh, especially uh, the, I, I, if he, he asked me to redesign the IC Championship, I would not come up with what is... I, I think the... No. I see champ- the, the Intercontinental Championship. I think it's perfect the way it is. I'm a huge fan of the white strap. I'm not a fan of what it is now. The, the redesign? Remember they redesigned it? It has a totally new look. Black strap, circle face. The font is the same as the 24 Championship. Obviously, you don't know what I'm talking about, so let's move on real quickly. Well, no way. Wait, wait. I even see- Because you know what? You don't feature it. We talked about, talk about it on the show. You were here when we talked about it. When has when, when Shinsuke Nakamura defended that thing? I don't know. Right, we we hardly see that. We hardly see that belt. But please don't be ugly. So I forget about it. Please don't be ugly. And finally, in other news, Russell votes another Twitter account who's very reliable in news stories is reporting that John Cena wants to do something quote unquote substantial or WrestleMania. Well, it's in his hometown, and I quote, his backyard. Heard recently that John Cena wants to do something substantial at WrestleMania more than just an appearance like last year. He resides in Tampa, and uh, seems like this mania is very important to him. So, what do you want John Cena? What do you see John Cena doing at WrestleMania? That's my question to you. Seventeen, seventeen, seventeen. No way. Something substantial. I mean, what else does John Cena do? What, what else does John no Cena do right now? No one's ever going to break Ric Flair's record. If anyone's going to yes. do it, it might as well be John Cena. I think Ric Flair would give. I think that would be a slap. Blessing. That would be a slap in the face of this company in this industry. To have this part timer come in to win the championship and just give it up in three months later. Well, he's not. It's not necessarily a part timer. I mean, yeah, he's going to come in for like, three John, episodes. And John Cena's they call it John Cena a part timer throughout his lifetime is is untrue. But a, a part timer right now, I see what you're saying. But you know, keep in mind, John Cena has he's earned a right to be a part timer right now. Absolutely. But to be, put a championship belt on him just to break, he tied the I'm record. I'm with you. I would. I never want to see that record broken. Remember, by the way. remember, he tied. Ric Flair because he agreed to propose to Nikki Bella at WrestleMania. Right. That was the uh, quid pro quo, so to speak. But this is, I mean, what substantial thing can he do? Who Who's out there that, he's not, that he hasn't faced yet? I don't even know. So I'm like, that's what I'm going to throw out to you. Something substantial? Yeah. Quote, unquote, substantial. Adam Cole? Bebe? Do you want to see that? I mean, it'd be interesting. I mean, John Cena loves to put guys over, right? So and, and I heard NXT... Uh, they want to make NXT more involved in WrestleMania. So John Cena versus the the biggest guy that they have to offer in NXT, which I think right now is Adam Cole. Bebe? Uh, <laughs> Are there any dream matches left for John Cena? Besides the impossible, like Stone Cold or Hulk Hogan or blah, blah, blah. Are there any dream matches left we want to see John Cena partake in? I'm really trying to think about that right now. Um, so while, while, I'm so much. So while we think, let's throw it with a green man who has an interview with... One of the voices of a shot of wrestling, Shane Fair, the man you hear week in and week out, introduce the news and other segments. So, uh, Green Man, take it away. If you're ready and willing, I'm able and welcome to another exciting edition of A Shot of Wrestling, the interviews. Now, if you've not done so already, make sure you follow us on all forms of social media at A Shot of Wrestling on Facebook and Instagram and Shot of Wrestling No A on Twitter. You can also contact us via email at inbox at shotofwrestling.com or dial it up. 619-343-3005 and leave your comments on Shot of Wrestling Hotline. Now we say it time and time again that wrestling brings us together. And today is no different. Today, you know what? 
Today is very special. Today, someone is on this show who is near and dear to my heart, who has announced many of the greats in professional wrestling. So, Michael J. Putty, you know I've always wanted to do this. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, a shot of wrestling probably brings to you the only man who's been giving the white glove treatment to all of professional wrestling, ring announcer for BCW, Pro Wrestling Magic, and Warriors of Wrestling. One of the voices of a shot of wrestling, an all-around good guy, from Staten Island, New York, Shane Fan. Welcome to Shot of Wrestling. How did I do? I think I'll be out of a job <laughs> at, at those aforementioned promotions now. Thank you. Well, brother, welcome. It has been quite a ride. And I told you this a little, a few moments ago, 2019, we started a new year of A Shot of Wrestling, and we wanted to include you in our journey. You have been one of the voices to introduce the segments this year, and you've done a great job. So thank you for thank your you. contributions to the show. Well, thank you for that opportunity. And now it's time to talk about you, Mr. Shane Fair. You've been the ring announcer for a lot of great promotions. Tell me how you got started in the business. Well, uh... One Night Capital Wrestling, they had a kind of like a promotional thing on their uh, webpage. It was a fan experience. If you bought this certain ticket package, you got a fan experience of announcing the uh, talent of your choice. So whatever it was, I think it was like $80, you know, affordable, whatever the ticket was. I remember it was that. A little bit more. Remember that show. So, I, you know, I was like, all right, I want to do this. I took it seriously, put on through my little shirt. So um, you got also got to pick who you wanted to announce. Okay. So naturally... Sonny Kiss, that's who I went with, you Amazing. know, so why not, let's let's do it right, you know, so I picked Sonny Kiss, and arrived to the venue, and uh, I thought that you just, you're provided with all the information, you know, it was just one match, but, you know, I thought, they're going to hand you some kind of piece they of They just paper. hand you a script, and you're like, all yeah, right, I exactly. just read off the paper. So I remember at a time, Matt Ryan was like, no, you, you know, go down into the locker room and Matt talk Matt Ryan, them. who recently signed for MLW. Right, right, You know, deserving that's one of their producers, so. Very deserving, yeah. so. He, um... So he told me I got to go down into the locker room and get the information myself. So when I went into the locker room the first time, these were all people that you was know, this your first time in a wrestling locker room? Wow! And and only um, I believe it was my third time ever stepping in a ring. So you know, oh, the, wow. you know, so I go down in the locker room and right away I get these looks like you know the fuck are you doing in here? Like you belong you know upstairs. Because people have seen you at shows before. Exactly. You've been following the independent wrestling scene right, for quite right. some time. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. there was a couple like eyebrows, you know, like, you know. Like where's with, security? <laughs> exactly. Oh, great. Now he's, you know. So I, you know, I had to go to a Ken Dixon, get his, uh, his information. Dixon. Oh, definitely, man. So, you know, started with him, got his information, got Sonny Kiss's information. And then from there, uh, got a little instruction from Brian Black, who's like, you know, one of my, idols in the business basically so he uh basically told me what i needed to do i went out there and you know i had a great time i did you know were you nervous um not really you know really? like i just wanted to get in there and do it it was like you know it felt like a after that it felt like a calling no it was like you know once once i did it i was like all right this is how i can contribute to the business you know instead of making my little video clips and whatever i was doing you know let's talk about that for a little bit mm -hmm. uh, we talked about it off air um but Wrestling fans nowadays. Right. Um, we were talking about the the mm. venomous fans yeah, that we have nowadays. Sure. Everybody, those keyboard warriors going into into the internet and and 
spreading hate sometimes. You right. Know? Oh, sure. Like I remember, you know, when I had a WWE show to go to and I used to spend my day, I'm like, I'm going to make these great signs. I don't see signs anymore, you know? No. And in the independent world, there were people who were so invested in the product that they would make like highlight reels for professional wrestlers. You were one of these guys. Oh, definitely. You know, it was, it was just my way of giving back because it was like, I felt like, you know, it was being undocumented. Like you were seeing these things that you couldn't explain to your friends on Monday morning. Mm. And then, uh, you know, they were just being lost in time. So basically got out my phone. And brother, those aren't easy. No, no. <laughs> it takes oh, some time. Yeah. Well, Anybody sure. who's done editing before knows it takes time, especially if right. you're passionate. And are you con- a control freak or you're like very like, Oh, yeah. I'm very meticulous. Like, certainly. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, when it, when any time I would hit a you know, roadblock, you'd, get, you'd go to YouTube, look at a tutorial, you know, how do I transition this? Mm. How do I do, you know, whatever whatever the question was, you know, uh, I was I felt like very limited by my capabilities, not my ideas. So I really wanted to like, you know. Never train in video editing. Never. No. Given no. a class, taking a course in no. school. I was like in the Tandy age, you know, where it was like, you know, 20, go to 20, <laughs> ugh, like run, you know, just horrible, like, you know, pre HTML probably, you know. So for those who are listening, if they wanted to see a clip of something that you've done that you're really proud of, right? Um, can you give us like a few to go on YouTube and check out? Sure. Like anything I have, a, it's called World's Fair Productions on YouTube. Um, you can also search Fairball Media, all one word. That'll bring you to the page. But any of the highlight reels from Pro Wrestling Magic, anything like that. Anyone know? that sticks out to you that you're happy and proud of, like whether it be like a whole year anniversary that you put together or a package you put together for a wrestler. Well, one thing I was most proud of is probably like my work with Chris Bang. Using like the uh, the drone photography and stuff like oh that. Oh my gosh, that was so good. Yeah, and I you that know was so good. I see a lot of these uh, seaside zoom-ins now. Like you know, it's like <laughs> yeah, I see a lot of uh, not that I in, well maybe some people in particular are influenced, but just I felt like we were very early on that drone bandwagon, and like Absolutely. it was a, he was an awesome person to capture with that because he's just so you know. I it was uh, Chris Banks coming to BCW if I recall, right, right right red white and, and bruised yeah and I, Michael J Putty credit to him for. Thinking of that name for the show, so oh, it's a great name. <laughs> but uh, I saw that package for Chris Banks, and I'm like, wow! Oh, man. Like you just hit it out of the park as oh, far as training, as far as investments. Why not more of that? Uh, you know, it's he was such a deserving subject. It's like I wanted to just you know really give back to him and like and, you know highlight him. So it's like when I make promos for people, they're all people I I love like near and dear. Like uh, the elements, you know, I've always like worked with them. I love working with them. Vinny Pacifico, stuff like that. So it's got to be somebody I really like can invest myself like, you know, in as well. And that I feel is not getting enough coverage and banks kind of fit that role at the time. It was where, uh, you know, this guy was an incredible athlete and he wasn't getting proper recognition. So just wanted to like celebrate him as like an athlete and, uh, you know, really do it in a visual way that people will respond to. Absolutely. I will throw my two cents in there. It literally is one of the best promo packages that I've seen in a long time. Because it looks so professional, very like movie-like quality. And I remember when I saw it for the first time and I'm like, wow, I want to go to this show. And that's essentially what you want to do with a promotional video. Um, Has anybody done a video for you? No, uh, you know, I, you know, you get promised here and there, but they never come to fruition. But uh, I wish, you know, I need some kind of highlight reel. But uh, so highlight reel, let's paint one a picture right now. Highlight reel of 2019, because sure. I feel like you've done a lot in the last year, maybe even 2018. What would you say would have to be included in that highlight video package? Any of my time in and out to Teddy Hart, because you know I poured in for that, you know. Saeed Al-Sabah, any of the Saeed Al-Sabah entrances, because, you know, that's somebody that's, you know, I love Saeed, you know, and KC, KC Navarro, of course, fits that category. 
I don't know, just some of those individual intros where you where you're really emotionally invested, where it's like that you know you really care about that that particular talent and you want to represent them like even more, you know, with more pizzazz than you normally would. Gotcha. And you got the opportunity, thanks to VCW, also announce a world champion. Right? Check that out. Oh, Jack, uh, Jack Swagger. Swagger. Sure. Oh, How was yeah. your night with Jack? Because I feel like you guys good. had some chemistry. You guys great. were talking behind stage. Like... That's right. It was a lot of the, uh, behind the uh, stage <laughs> antics that followed. Uh, yeah. He's a character. He's awesome, Jake man. Jake Hager from I AEW. He's an awesome guy, man. <laughs> Did he give you any tips behind stage? Like, does Swagger introduce me, brother? Oh, he he uh, was a big fan of the white gloves. He had a lot of you know a lot to say about the white gloves, which was, uh, you know, he loved them and everything. So he was very positive about that so so i feel like in wrestling everybody has something to hold on to people may call it a gimmick your white gloves are mm. part of your character a right. part of your gimmick where did they come from what was the origin story of the white gloves all right well it was uh the bcw anniversary show and uh instead of doing like the normal suit that i had been doing i wanted to go you know full tux out so um one of my points of reference for tuxedos is uh the, the movie life is beautiful roberto Beninini. oh yeah so um academy award winning right oh the yeah. best foreign language <laughs> yeah. film and best uh it's, be- you know, it's a beautiful oh, film it's, yeah, it is if you haven't seen that you know it's a film i would recommend to anyone bef- among all films greatest film ever so um in that in that film there's a scene where his uncle alessio is telling him about how to serve and he says that um if a sunflower bows too low before the sun, it dies. He says that God isn't a servant of man. He serves man. You know, so it, uh, serving is an art. Mm-hmm. So that always, like, resonated with me, like, how, like, serving is an art. So um, when it came to presenting the people that I really cared about, I was like, this is a nice touch. You know, we, we, even when you see, like, antiquities handled or, like, fine gemstones, you know, the, the person always has white gloves on. It's something right. that you hold in reverence. Uh, you want to, wow. uh, you know, present with some kind of respect white gloves are involved so um it seemed like a good fit seemed like you know yeah so at the time you know i i I, there was a lot of um things that you know weighed into it so i i wore them the one night the next night i was in wrestling uh up at wrestling has a tomorrow and um had the privilege that night um ec negro was beside me so we watched uh you know joked around the whole night and matter of fact i was videoing and he said to me uh you know just out of the blue he's like you know that's your thing now I was like, you know, and I actually have it on video of him telling me this. You know, it was like, that's wow. your thing. You got to wear them every time now. I was like, why? He's like, you know, that, he goes, that's, you go, you know, you wore them last night. And he goes, that's now you. He goes, you have to wear them all the time. Wow. So I was like, okay. You know, so that was from, <laughs> you know, I know people love him and hate him. I, I love the man, you know, very much. He's given me a lot of gems of, of wisdom. He's like one of the oracles that I've gone to, you know, mm-hmm. and that's given me a lot of wisdom. So people, everybody has an opinion on everybody. You know, you got to judge people on, you know, everybody says this. It's it, You hear it so much. You have to judge people on how they treat you. You hear that around Absolutely. this business so much. So. Uh, you know, in the past three years of us doing interviews, I haven't heard that piece of advice. And I usually mm-hmm. ask what advice, you know, people hold on to. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely an advice to me that always sticks into my mind because being green in the business, people want to put their two cents and want to, you know, and I appreciate the guidance and I appreciate the words of wisdom, but you got to take them for face value. And some people are like, Oh, you should stay away from that guy or don't talk to him. Never bring him on your show. Don't do that. You know? And I'm like, okay, you know, or, but for me, 
I feel like the way you may treat others, it's not the same way you treat me. Right. And if you have respect for me and what we're doing here at A Shot of Wrestling, then I have respect for you. Sure. You know, regardless of whatever you may have done to other people. So, mm. yeah, maybe a little bit more weary and like be like, oh, I know right, what right. you are. I guess you're capable of. But as long as you treat us with respect, we're going to treat you with the same level of respect. Sure. So very, very great, great words and something good to hold on to. Mm-hmm. Um, so the white gloves, that's where they yeah, originated that's where it from. Came from. You mentioned something recently and we have to talk about it because I, I hear you're a big film buff. Oh, definitely. you know, your, your love for fo- snob? snob, I would, really? I would go with snob. Yeah. How so? Why? Because, oh, like I'm so, uh, elitist with my movie, uh, my movie, um, catalog that I enjoy. All right. Top five movies of all time. All right. Life is beautiful is number one for okay. me. Um, there will be blood, probably second. Never seen that. Okay. I don't know. I'm writing that down. I'm going to watch that tonight. What is it again? Um, okay. <laughs> the um, Seventh Seal. These kind of like basic, there's kind of basic film school movies that, uh, that I think that everybody, okay. you know. Um, I like Fellini, so probably um, La Dolce Vita, Eight and a Half, I enjoy. You know, that's something. Um, Kubrick, of course, I love Kubrick, so um, maybe The Killing or, uh, you know, even The Shining is beautiful, you know. Even, okay. Sure. Uh, Godfather? Is the oh, Godfather yeah, movies yeah. on oh, there? I'm, I'm not a, I'm, uh, Scarface? Certainly. Uh, <laughs> Brian De Palma. Yeah, of course. It's, it's funny how, how I mention movies and you just start throwing like names. Right, those names are the, are, I could see the, the, the snob portion. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Most recent, I think like this, uh, the, I saw The Last Black Man in San Francisco recently. It was an incredible film. Probably the best film of this year. You know, oh, wow. I really enjoyed that. So. Are you someone, since you're a big film buff and someone who follows the arts, mm. uh, are, do you like uh, award shows? Like when, when they do like Golden Globes or mm, the Emmy? I do. It, when, you know... When they're not certain groups are kind of being uh, catered to, you know, I, I see I see that a lot in award shows. You know, where it's not uh, based on merit, it's based on you know the previous year's complaints, and I, I see that a lot. So, you know, you know, pro wrestling has its own type of awards it's called right. the PWI 500. Okay. Now we've seen you in right. a few shows into something <laughs> that. A, Brother, if you ever want to sell any one of those that you have, oh, I'll be right. more than willing to buy it off of you. But this man right precious. here <laughs> precious. goes out of his way to make right. sure that you get signatures on your PWI 500. It's kind of like a goal that you set for right, yourself, right. you know. Um, so where did that get started and how many signatures have you wrapped up in 2019? Uh, well, my friend and I, Elliot, kind of have a competition. Um, I buy, I buy what's the, up, Elliot? Uh, hey, what's up, Bill? How are you, buddy? Um buy the issue at the beginning of the year the women's issue uh comes out usually around november and then the men's issue in like october so we uh we try to get the a the highest number of the 500 so, so you can get the highest rated person is it like a game yeah kind of <laughs> like, you know it's like a competitive uh, friendly competition we'll say so okay. no money on it or anything like that but um what it's become for me is like i have a lot of great memories attached like i'll remember oh such and such person signed this you know in the locker room while we were right. having that you know and I know people frown upon this, you know, like when you're in the business, you know, I, I don't want yeah, to get ahead of myself, but like, yeah. you know, people, they, uh, they'll, they'll be quick to call you a mark or, you know, I don't know. I still, if you don't have the passion for it, why are you even doing it? Like, you Thank know? you. And it doesn't have to be the level of passion where you get in autographs, but don't shit on somebody who, you know, wants the autographs. We're all fans here. Sure. You know, we're all fans of the business. We all doing something to give back to it because we started off as fans. Sure. So why shun those? who are still a fan. Right, right. There's uh, no reluctance. It's a balance. Right. It's essentially what it is. You don't want to go, oh my gosh, look who it is. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, 
Like I would think they would think it's respectful. Like you do it in a respectful way. Like sure. I remember you you uh, got Lufisto and Kimberly back to back on right. on, on uh, right. the women's show for sure. BCW, and I'm like, yo, this is one a cool dude who's going up right. to these ladies for one of their accomplishments, and right. they're gracious enough to be like, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's nice to feel that acknowledgement right, from right. someone. And now that you're in the business, you know, appear. Someone, you know, who you're working with to be like, wow, you know, this is a great acknowledgement. This is something I do. Has anybody given you any heat for it? Um, I've seen like, you know, uh, I took like an in-ring picture with, with, with a specific talent and I saw like maybe the promoter kind of like, you know, like, like kind of like a disgusted look out of the corner of my eye. I've seen. Who's that talent? Uh, I think it was Molina. So, like, you know, I've seen some, you know, so somebody was kind of disgusted. Maybe I might, you know, be, uh. But Lena's the most like oh, nicest God. person ever. She's oh amazing. my gosh. She's like a, a a rainbow that just spreads through the locker room, man. It's just I love Great that woman. Way to 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 depict Molina because we met her at Outlaw Pro Wrestling. Okay. You know, so nice to fans, approachable, willing to take pictures, willing to have conversations. She stayed after the show, cool. hanging out with fans. And I was like, yo, this this is someone who understands that pro wrestling is is. Yes, it's a business, right. but it's also a family, right? You know, and as much as they are fans, like those fans are also part of the family. Melina, shout out to Melina, but she wore did she wear the gloves? She did. Yeah, she put on. <laughs> she's like, I want to wear the gloves. She put on the white gloves, and I got a picture. You know, that's like one of my cherished pictures with her wearing the white gloves. I was like, that was the coolest thing, like you know, that could ever happen. So I got the Melina seal of approval. I got the Jack Swagger seal of approval. But yeah, I got a, I got a couple, uh, you know, a couple approvals from the uh, the higher ups of the, the white gloves, so that's good. Going back a little bit, you mentioned Chris Banks. He's going through a little bit of an evolution right now. Right, right. I've, I've seen his evolution. Is that something that you consider in your career? Right. Certainly. Yeah. Is well, that... it seems like the key to longevity in this business in general is constantly uh, adapting, and uh, you know, I don't want to use that shitty Madonna term, but constantly reinventing yourself. Right. But, but it's something to be said for it, like in any any form of business, to be able to like you know, be able to adapt, to be able to change. You know, that's what will ultimately detect. I mean, um, will ultimately uh, dictate how long you'll be in the business. I don't know. It's just about longevity. Like I, I've got a good reception with the white glove thing, but yeah. you know, who knows? You know, maybe there's something next. Who knows? Had some great moments, I have to say. So oh, congratulations you. on that. And thank you. would you consider 2019 being your breakout year? Because you've done a lot. Right, yeah. It was a great year. It was about, um, I think, five debuts, you know, as well as finally getting into Pennsylvania. So there was uh, you know, a, lot, a lot of new things for me. And it's nice to to, uh, to get those debuts because that makes you feel like you're relevant. It makes you feel like, you know, that you're in demand if somebody's letting you debut at their company. In demand. When you say that, does that mean that you reached out to a promotion and said, hey, book me, I'm available? Or does that mean in demand as like, Hey, a promoter reached out to you and say, "Hey, Shane Fair, I see what you're doing. We'd love to have you on our show." How do you get your bookings? Well, I don't mean, you know, I don't mean to like going to be like braggadocio, but I've honestly never sent out, you know, a message or a video to any promoter. Everything's been word of mouth, and I've been I've been lucky enough to be asked by the people who that I've been involved with. So, 
And you know, I for me, it's like I don't want to you know outstep my boundaries because I don't want to um, approach a, pr- a promotion where somebody's already a resident announcer and say, "Hey, take a look at me." I feel like uh, I see that a lot, and it That's feels like way. very cutthroat. So yeah. I I, I want to do it organically. I want to just word of mouth. You know, uh, I, I was contacted out of state by a person I don't even know how he had a point of reference for my work. So like, uh, it, you know, something to be said for that. I'd rather just you know let it be homegrown, let it be organic. At the right time, you know. When something presents itself, maybe I'll apply myself or, you know. But do you have a list of promotions that you would love to work for? Uh, very short list, yeah. There's a couple, like, you know what it, it is about this business? I'm sure you find that yourself that, like, once you, your dreams get met constantly in this building and business, like, your goals, uh, they're, they're sometimes, I don't want to say easy to ascertain, but, like, they're obtainable. So once you obtain your goals, you have to make new ones. So it's, uh, like I wanted, I always wanted to be at Magic. I always wanted to be at BCW. I always wanted to be at Warrior. So each time, it's like it forces you to redream, to come up with new dreams. And like uh, for me, like GCW, I would love to stand in a GCW ring. That's like you know that would mean the most to me. And Mexico, yeah. you know, to be in a you know, ring in Mexico, I uh, have a very deep attachment to that Mexico and that country. So I would love to be there. We've talked about on the show, everybody has different flavors of ice cream, different things they like in professional wrestling. What do you like? Um, Specifically, pretty much like uh, like that 200, 220 pound uh, high flyer. You know, like I like a, like a middleweight, uh, it's a heavyweight high flyer. You know, like the Teddy Hart, like the Rob Van Dam, you know, stuff like that. But I'm a, I'm a, a flippy shit guy at the end of the day, like, you know. What, what do you think about the wrestling business today with the competition of AEW, NXT raising the bar? Uh, you know, are you excited about that type of competition? Definitely. I hope um, right now it's driving the market and it's like you, you've seen a lot of people, a lot of your friends get signed. And it's, it's such a great feeling to see like them advance. You hope that... Th- this is going to continue that there's not going to be like a, you know, a point where this snaps back or there's going to be like a recoil in the business because right mm-hmm. now it's a, it's a, the business is thriving and it's thriving in a different way than it had in the past. Right now we have a lot, you have a lot of selection, you know, a lot of quality selection where it was just a and B. Now you have like a through F and everything is, you know, catered to a different palette. You know, as a ring announcer, you know, thousands of wrestlers at this point, um, who are some of the wrestlers that you feel the independent fans should keep their eye on or if you haven't seen them wrestle like these are some of the people you should go out of your way to, to go see well i you know i always preach the saiv al sabah gospel wherever i go that is the greatest you know one of the greatest independent talents professional talents he, he's just outstanding you know casey navarro you know of course sec you know i'll always mention him as one of my favorites um casey is awesome and one of the things that Man, the kid is so young. Right. My God, to, the kid has so much talent at such a young age, and, and we've been seeing Casey for a few, since we got into the watching independent wrestling about three years ago. And so to see his in-ring work at that age and his confidence level and his ability to work promos, like the kid is like a full package. It's like he was born gifted. Certainly. Or should I say born blessed? Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's like in baseball, they have like the five-tool player. Like I know that uh, he kind of applied this term to Anthony the, Bowens, yes. and Anthony Bowens yeah, has we... kind of since adapted it. But um, he is the equivalent of baseball's five-tool player. He can promo. You know, he can wrestle. He can, you know, he presents himself with, you know, such uh, like a suave, you know, uh, demeanor. And he's 
he's the total package. He has everything, you know, just like Saif. This guy's um, most recently out of the Warriors training academy that I've seen, like uh, Mike Harvey, Roger Mendez, uh, Dexter Obsidian. These are three guys that are uh, incredibly impressive. They're like real young cats that uh, are just, just making a name for themselves. Roger Mendez, for, you know, for other reasons, maybe <laughs> making a name for himself in the last few weeks. But uh, there's like three students right there like that I see on the everyday that, you know, you could tell like the talentless. It, talent is limitless. With you mentioned a few students. Sure. Is there a school for ring announcers? Like if I wanted to pursue a career in becoming a ring announcer, yeah. how do I make it happen? Um, just basically by, you know, Howard Finkel is my hero. So yeah. watching Howard Finkel growing up, like if you, you know, if you got to witness him, you know, you, you already have it ingrained in you basically, you know, the, there's, there's the textbook right there, you know, right. but, um, there's no real place, you know, I had to like, kind of just keep weaseling my way in. Once I got that, um, that fan experience, then it kind of just snowballed for me and I was able to get other promotions. PWA in Connecticut allowed me to, um, announce there, uh, BWF at the time allowed me to announce. So, um, you know, Pete Rosado is very instrumental in anything I've done. You know, Pete Rosado helped me into BCW, helped me into BWF. So you do need like, you know, that ace in the hole. You need do need that person who's going to open that gate, you know, or open that door for you ultimately. We always say wrestling brings people together. Who are you thankful for that wrestling has brought into your life? Uh, well, again, Banks. Again, you know, Saeed, certainly. Um, Mike Harvey is a great guy, you know, it, but you, you, you notice right away, it's like, you know, it's like love at first sight as a friend. There's certain people that you just meet in the locker room, you're like, wow, this guy, this guy's going to be my best buddy. Like, you know, you get like that, uh, you know, there's like that glow about certain people and you, you experience it every so often. And uh, like Aaron Bradley, you know, like there's certain people, uh, Smiley, that um, deviated Joey Adams, like you just meet these people, um, Izzy, Reyes, like. Yeah, I don't know. You just know it. You just know it when you meet them. Like, this is going to be a person that's going to be in your life, you know, outside of wrestling. And, right. 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 No, absolutely. And you're someone who we've seen in our wrestling circle, in our wrestling world, that we see with that glow. Oh, we see as someone who is a very nice, genuine person, super cool, um, very nice to talk to. Uh, we're all fans in this. Oh, sure. All fans. Um can you think of when your first independent wrestling show was that you went to? Um, independent like, was probably Warriors of Wrestling. Yeah. You know, I had, uh, you know, it was weird. It's like I'd gone through a real rough patch where I, I didn't even want to leave the house. You know what I mean? It was like, um, you know, I was a shut-in kind of like. I was having a lot of problems. So um, basically, um, I've been a big Teddy Hart fan. I'd watched him on uh, Wrestling Society X. So, um started to realize I can I can leave the house and I can go see this and like the people who um well, the person that was causing me a lot of pain wasn't going to be in this world like there was no chance that I was going to see this person like in this in the world of professional wrestling so um I started to go to Warriors I had a great time you know I had a great time from the very first time and that uh to be able to sit front row Whereas, like, you know, that probably wouldn't be feasible in a larger stadium. And to be able to see that right in front of your face, that, like, uh, I, you know, I was captivated. I fell in love. So, you know, I credit, like, Teddy Hart, you know, with breaking me out of that in a way. Because it was, like, it was a real dark time. And um, I don't want to get too personal, but um, that dark time, like, what was, what was going on in your life? Just, you know, I uh, gave up. You know, I gave up on life and I didn't leave the house. Once a year, I would go to Cancun, which is, that's real, real fucking healthy, you know, like, you sit in the house, like, 51 weeks, and then go to, like, you know, oh, wow. a sensory overload, <laughs> you know, but, um, 
I just I was in a bad place, and wrestling brought it brought me out of it. So I have an obligation to it now, you know, to uh, present it with the love that you know it gave me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think we were, we were going to get here. But thank <laughs> you, thank you for sharing yeah. that. Um, because there are a lot of people also out there oh, um, that wrestling has made an impact on. This business is a, a magnet for broken people. Yeah, I think you mm. uh, you might notice. And um, w- the family that we wanted exists here. You know, it exists in wrestling. You're right. So um, it's a great medication for depression. Monday through Friday suck. But, uh, you know, Saturday and sometimes Friday, thanks to BCW, <laughs> you know. God, man. Could you tell, could you please stop cutting onions? We're having a discussion here. Why so many, too? Pounds of onions. Oh, man. You you are right. uh, Wrestling is a family. Uh, There are many great moments, Mm -hmm. and there are many great people. You know, we throw around that that saying that wrestling brings people together right but, it's, great... but it's so true oh, brother. when i saw that on the bag the first time i was like <laughs> wow that's you know i'm glad other people noticed that yeah, yeah you know for so long wrestling fans uh i feel like they had to hide mm. you know like oh you like wrestling no 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 i don't like wrestling <laughs> right, no right. not me not me <laughs> you know but 2019 2020 if mm. you're out there listening you know this is your opportunity to shine this is your opportunity if you're not feeling a hundred percent if you're not feeling like you're connecting with the world if you're not if you're feeling down on yourself you know but you love professional wrestling you know get yourself to an independent show sure you know we found independent wrestling very late in our fandom right oh yeah only three years ago was really when we started watching sure. independent wrestling and if we would have been exposed to it oh, so know. much earlier man yeah the things we would oh, have that's... caught the things we would have caught you know, that's a constant for me. I always wish I got into it earlier, but it's always overshadowed by, well, I'm here now. Yeah. So. Hate it when the phone just rings. I know. When we're right in the middle of an interview, ready to have some deep conversation, brother. Damn scam likely. Uh, but freaking, uh, what are those? Telemarketers? Oh, scam likely. Yes. The solar panels. Jesus Christ. How much solar panels do we need? How many times a day do I get like calls from like people oh. trying to sell me shit? Oh, I abuse them crazy you know who who tries to sell you shit sometimes though who's that polo oh Ralph Lauren polo i see you sold. decked out always, always. <laughs> i feel like you're like a polo mark oh i'm a huge polo mark you yeah know, we've been waiting for the right moment to talk about this okay you know but your unhealthy love about polo talk to me about it you know when i was uh i ballooned in weight during this like little shitty time and um it was like nothing available clothes wise, like, you know, big and tall that like, you know, you could feel like, you know, like a gentleman. Yeah. So like uh, one thing that was always a constant with polo always had big and tall. Right. And um, growing up, you would get, you know, champion. It would go in a, a, out of fashion and, you know, whatever brand insert brand Nautica Fubu. in fashion. Uh, Fubu. Exactly. Yeah. In, out. Polo always Always maintain the, the dignity. That's right. right. <laughs> so um, it was like always like an investment. I was like, first of all, it's like I as a as a large dude, I can always feel comfortable and like a gentleman. And plus, like as long as I took care of this shit, I could have it for you know an eternity. So yeah, it was like polo has always been a big thing for me. When you talk about unhealthy f- obsession, I mean you have a polo jacket, mm-hmm. a polo sweater, a polo tie, socks, polo socks. Yeah. Is your underwear polo? I think it's Nike Pro today. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was going to schwitz a little on this program, so I wanted to be comfortable. 
So that's a grant you recommend. Maybe a future sponsor to Shane Fair Productions. Fucks you better. <laughs> Shane Fair Productions. Uh, where, when did that get started? Oh, the, because the that was fair. I think yeah, it's like, the um, fair. I don't know. I, I'd always had something called like Fair Bowl Media, just like a play on words. So it was like, you know, I wanted something like um, when I started doing the wrestling videos you know, kind of like a distinctive name. So I, I was like, you know what, I'll, the play on words, words, world's fair. And then it fit in because I named like the, uh, the promotional like with the promo videos, a promotional pavilion, you know, mm-hmm. it's like everything kind of fit the theme of like things you would see like a 3d theater. And it was like a newsreel, like, you know, there's different like uh, designations I have on the page that kind of fit the aesthetic. So I was like, you know, it seemed, it seemed like a good idea at the time. Yeah, no, no doubt. My brother, uh, we're wrapping up 2019. What are your goals going into 2020? We've already talked about Mexico. Right. Is there anything else? Is there anybody you want to announce specifically that you haven't gotten an opportunity yet to announce? Oh, JT Dunn just keeps like eluding uh, me. You like, almost had him. Oh, God. It's like the big fish that just keeps breaking <laughs> the line. Like, Why is he like one of the people you want to announce? He's one of like my top four you know, favorites, like Saeed, KC, Teddy, and um, of course, JT, like probably like my f- top four indie indie guys, you know. So uh, I've got all the rest. I just need the I need the crown jewel, the JT, to complete the set, you know. JT Dunn, let us know where you're gonna be because Shane Fair's hunting you down, brother. It's a Providence. I could say it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, it's not our future goal because it was our goal at the beginning of the year to get something started new, started a new page. So thank you for contributing to A Shot of Wrestling like you've always done. Thank you for showing us love. We're getting to the part of the interview, which I'm sure everybody wants to listen to. This is someone who's been who's in the business, who's backstage. There has to be some backstage stories, things going on that. You know, it's a shot of wrestling, so we have to talk about it. The shots are flowing, you know, That's a, right. a little bit looser, you know. So is there anything behind the scenes that has surprised you in the last year? Hmm. You know, there's always the politics and everything. Is there? Like, I think so. Is wrestling politics is some, it's like a real thing? It's not fake news? There is. There's a lot of, like, um, duplicity, du- uh, you know, kind of like duplicitous people where they give you, like, the handshake you know, in one gesture in the middle finger, like, you know, when you really? turn your back, I see that. Yeah, there's a lot of that, you know, but it just improves your judge of character. Like, you know, and like, remember, like we said earlier, you don't, you don't judge people, you know, on way, anything but, you know, the way, way they, they treat you. you. But you also get those people who you find have a good judge of character and could save you a lot of time with some of their uh, assessments. So, you know, there's that too. But above all, I, I mean, I found that you find everybody in professional wrestling to be... Just pretty nice, nice people. Yeah, very welcoming. Very high percentage. Who is someone in in the business that has uh, really has surprised you as like, wow, like this person is is a gem by the way that they are, the way they hold right, themselves. Right. Well, you, you've mentioned some good ones already, Molina. You know, that's like you know, meeting her is an experience. You know, it's not even mm. you know, it's it's a total you know, it's a total experience. Like she's so you know, she's a gem of a person. Like you know, like you say, so that that's somebody that's definitely. Um, you know, Teddy, of course, you know, Teddy's been always, you know, real cool to me. So uh, it's nice to like the person, you know, that broke you out of it inadvertently, kind of like you get to stand in a ring and announce yeah. them. And, you know, so that's like, you know, that's like one of the fringe benefits for sure. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of people, man. There's like, you know, Mike right. Orlando, the, you know, I, I'm always close with him, you know. I think one of the people who who has still right now surprised me the most, Sue right. Young. Oh, yeah. Sue Young, man, <laughs> that BCW show she did and... 
First of all, she was very humble when you approached her. Uh, she was willing to to work because at that point we were doing a little uh, pre and post match uh, interviews in the back. Right. So she was very open to bringing, so cool. coming over. We also had podcast row for BCW, so mm. she did a few things with the people who were participating yeah, in awesome. that. And then, out of all people, right. at the end of the night, that woman decided to pick up chairs and help oh, clean wow. up that that church. What a scumbag I am. I was I was probably in my car on the way home for that point. <laughs> no, but I got to say, that that to me spoke volumes as far as the type of person that she is, but also the type of person that I would want to be wow. in the business. You know? oh, that's awesome. That's a powerful message to send. Yeah. So, so we're beginning to wrap up. Is there anything that you would like the wrestling world to know about Shane Fair that they might not know already? Not so much. I mean, I'm pretty much an open book, you know, just a single fat man living in Staten Island. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing, you know. But, uh, you know, what you see is what you get. Like, you know, if I, I present myself that I really like you, believe me, I really do, you know. And, you know, you have always been incredible to me. And, like, you know, the way you've supported this business and BCW and the other promotions you're involved with, like, you know. You're, you're such a professional and like, you know, I just sit here with you is, you know, it's an honor, man. Thank you. Well, it's been a, it's been a great time. 2020 is going to be a great year That's right. for us. I hope so. Man. It's going to be a I great year for us. And when I talk about us, I'm talking about all of us. That, that guy on Everyb- the left, the everybody guy on over the left, there, so everybody over there, all of us in professional guys. wrestling who supports independent wrestling, professional wrestling, enjoy it. Um, enjoy some great coquito over the holidays. Oh, that's right. Buy that off your favorite Latino friend. <laughs> you uh, you can't make it yourself unless you're Latino. So please trust a Latino friend and buy it from them. Rican Latinos, right? Yeah. I, I think Ricans are the ones who do, uh, yeah, do it Yeah, Boricanos, sure, man. Yeah, Boricuas. That's for you know, sure. Maybe we should call our uh, Santana or Ortiz. I'm sure they have a connection. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> who knows? Maybe they can. Um, right. But as we wrap up, Perfect topic to just wrap up what you talked about at the beginning of the show. Uh, we've talked about your love for cinemas, your unhealthy obsession with polo, <laughs> your love for beverages. Is oh, Coquito on top of that list? No, not so much. You know, there's uh, I oh god, I drink way more of Coca Cola than any normal person should, but uh, I get way more excited than beverage. For, I've worked in the beverage industry for a long time. You know, oh yeah, yeah. So distributor and like a uh, market rep. So I've always had. Uh, keen eye for beverages but uh is, is that you want to is that your shoot job now? yeah yeah so okay. is that i love beverages i love all new beverages i'm always the first to try something you know i'm on the road you know i gotta get into that wawa and <laughs> see what's going on regionally you know but i uh i drink way more sugar than anybody should that's probably a, a big problem but is that what gets you through the shows yeah that's <laughs> yeah. why my energy i guess exactly it's all artificial from uh pure cane sugar <laughs> speaking of shows where could if someone wanted to see shane fair where could we catch shane fair uh ring announced in the upcoming months 28th i'll be at uh pro wrestling magic for uh, kingdom come for bohemian rhapsody that's the year-end show for them it's the uh culmination of everything that's happened this year a lot of big matches um homicide's gonna be taken on adam Payne. oh We've got john Tella mask versus key match versus smiley you know either uh, smiley's gonna lose his mask or john Tella's gonna lose what they call the keys to the kingdom no way which is basically your uh anytime pass you know for a title match anytime so uh it's gonna be interesting might see uh smiley's smiling face uh come on the 28th so that should be interesting very interesting all right brother Listen, we're not done just yet. Let's have a few more shots here. Let's throw it back to MJP. 
and Mark Schwann, and um, we'll be back for last call. This is Shane Fair. Thank you for joining us for this interview. Stay tuned. There's still plenty more left, including Last Call coming up. It's time for this week's TV Takedown. Now, was that Shane pre-recorded, or did Shane just say that during the interview? I don't know. Anyway, it's time for TV Takedown. Marcus, what do you get? Oh, man. So um, I, I can't stop thinking about it. That match on NXT, Rhea Ripley, Shane Baszler, main event, tore the house down. We have a brand new NXT Women's Champion. And just the, the end of, of how it happened, of with like, you know, the whole NXT roster, the lifting Rhea fans. Ripley, the fans are lifting Rhea Ripley over shoulders. She's. She's carrying the championship over her head, and it, it, it's—I think it's one of those those moments. You know, you ever you ever see like those moments that live on forever in WWE? Yeah. And you, you, when you're watching it live, you're like, man, I think this is going to be one of those moments. That's the feeling I had when I watched it on Wednesday night. I didn't watch it because I was too busy basking in my glory of being the Mass Singer champion. I tuned into the last eight minutes of that match. Mm-hmm. That was a great match. Great match, man. So I'm, I definitely want to go back and watch the first, what, other 10 minutes? At one point, it looked like it was going to be a DQ. Or she was, a, uh, she had her shoulder, shoulder hurt. hurt. Yeah. yeah. It looked like she was going to, it was going to be one of those things like uh, like Stone Cold, didn't yeah. tap, passed out. But no, man, the match kept going. I was, holy shit. It was like, the last eight minutes were drew me in. I, was, I definitely want to go back and watch the first at least 10. Well done. Well done by both ladies. Um, another TV takedown for me, actually. I have two, believe okay. it or not. Uh, Monday Night Raw. Okay. The uh, the promo going out of order, which is my OCD is kicking in. But okay. <laughs> uh, the promo by Becky Lynch was pretty cool. Was it? Uh, you know, the, um, here's the thing. We started off 2019 Becky Lynch versus Oscar, and Oscar beat Becky Lynch for the women's championship, right? And now it looks like we're going to go into 2020. If you say so, I don't remember that. That's what that's what happened. Okay. In the Royal Rumble, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. And now we're going to go 2020. It looks like the same way. Uh, Oscar has always had Becky Lynch's number. And it seems like finally we're going to see Becky Lynch and Oscar again. And it seems like it's been like long-form storytelling in a way. And, okay. And uh, which I'm, something you love, you enjoy, really enjoy. Which I really enjoy. And it seems Becky Lynch, you know, she, say what you will. I think some people say she's gotten stale over the last few months. I think this oh, is stay tuned. This is something that uh, that she needs to reignite that flame. We'll see. They're definitely leading towards something with her in Oscar. Yeah. What, oh, I'm sorry. What? what? Like, yeah. What? Yeah. What? Oh, my takedown. Thanks for asking. <laughs> Again, Impact. You know, I've been high on Impact since I started watching it, and this week did not disappoint. Again, still from the Miller's Ballroom here in Queens, it ended with Sammy Callahan brawling. Tessa Blanchard, a brawl that went into the streets. They left the Merrill's Brawl Room, went into Queens on the streets. They hit a production truck. She drove him into the wall of the building itself, which we watched with you. Ouch. Right. Yeah. They're going on the pavement, on the concrete. It, it, it was just an intense brawl, something 
as WWE fans, we don't see anymore like that. It looked like a real brawl, unlike you know what we saw with TLC and Roman Reigns and Braun yeah. um, and Baron Corbin. You know, it looked like a, a real actual fight. And you don't really see that. I've actually never really seen it between a, a woman and a guy. Never seen it between a woman and a guy. It's kind of a throwback to the attitude ever when you did kind of see stuff like that. Yeah. But we have not seen that since 2000, right? I'm really trying to and think the last time I saw something Never seen like between that. a woman and a man. And Tessa Blanchard took it to him. And these two work very well. These, these guys have an intense, hard-fought rivalry. It's going to culminate in January with Hard to Kill. I'm looking forward to that. My question is, Impact's delivering in all cylinders right now. But stuff like this, this outside brawl, this throwback to the Attitude Era, this throwback to the intense hardcore wrestling stuff, isn't that what AEW was supposed to be doing? Um, is, is AEW doing anything like this? AEW is, I think, focusing more so on, legit, on that's wrestling. A, that's a legit question. I'm not trying to knock them down. I'm just asking you a serious question. No, I, I don't necessarily think AEW was supposed to be. I don't think they necessarily advertised they're supposed to be, that. They're supposed to be the alternative to WWE. And a woman and men fighting in the streets of Queens, New York, is definitely the alternative to WWE right now. No, absolutely. But AEW does feel different from WWE. Are they doing more like intense hardcore stuff like this? Well, you, you saw Omega and Moxley. I left because I had to go home. I, Why I, you I, I, have, I have no words to say to you. You knew I was leaving. I said goodbye to you right in your face, but you were busy checking out that waitress. Oh, your wife's listening? I apologize. <clears throat> Why are you always trying to get me in trouble? But he's just trying to get me to be single again, I think. That's yes! Like... <laughs> <laughs> you talk all this trash. When you were single, I could think of anybody. I can go to a bar and just look at a girl and her panties would drop. I'm like, okay, I'm calling your fucking bluff. Let's do this. Be my wingman. I can't. I'm married. I can't do this. I'm like, your wife would understand you're trying to hook your brother up. She goes, no, nah, I don't understand, but I don't want to do that to her. I spend too much time on the sets, and we never spend time together. Yada, yada, yada. Well, we don't spend a lot of time yeah, together. Yeah, okay. That's why I'm pumped for the holidays. Great. Anyway. TLC also happened. <laughs> Any takedown for TLC? Yeah, so in the last show, um, so we always pre-record on Fridays, right? So when you hear the show, it's on Monday. And, of course, you heard us. After TLC already happened. So there were a couple of things that I said I wanted to see in TLC. I wanted to see... Uh, I, was intri- I was intrigued by the idea of Daniel Bryan getting, uh, getting involved in the Miz mm-hmm. and Bray Wyatt match. Uh, he did. We saw him after the fact. Uh, he- I was excited to see the Lex Luthor, Daniel Bryan. I, was, I wanted to see him completely bald. Okay. But... No, mm-hmm. I mean, like we're getting the Daniel Bryan that we saw originally. You know, like yeah. anytime Bray Wyatt touches someone you know they they kind of go back to their old ways i mean seth rollins go, uh went back to being a dick oh interesting okay you know um i'm trying to think who else Dana Bryan went back to choking justin roberts That's high. <laughs> yeah and uh you know it, it, it's it's interesting to see i mean whoever he touches he he changes and it, it's pretty cool to see I, and Dana Bryan making the save for miz yeah and then you saw on SmackDown they teamed up together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's the story. Still, the story is going still on. there because I didn't do it to save you. I did it for me. Right. So, still kind of playing off that rivalry they have, which will never die. It'll never die. But then at one point they were starting to do the do the kicks together. Yeah. At, at the SmackDown, that was, awesome. that was pretty cool. And they looked at each other. Man, we're doing this right now. That was and, that moment. It, it's, it, they're creating moments here. They're creating a, a, a very good story. Even with the, the Bray Wyatt in general in that match, his uh, 
schizophrenia or yeah. whatever you want to call it. He's multiple personalities. It was, it was epic. It's things I've not seen before. I, I know like some people were, were into that match because there were a whole bunch of flips or anything, but it, this is just a match that that goes into storytelling. I think it's so cool. Particularly the main event, the TLC match. And that was my other thing uh, that, I, that I talked about last show. I wanted to see these women come off strong. Uh, I think for the most part they did. It's unfortunate what happened with Carrie Zane. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, same, some people are blaming Becky Lynch for this. I don't see why. Yeah, I, I think wants to blame somebody for something. I watched it again, and it looked like it may have been the exploder suplex from uh, Charlotte actually to the barricade towards the end, or more so, it looked like we can speculate all night about that. Who cares? Yeah, when Carrie Zane uh, went through the table because she was changed after that after that spot, but whatever it was, I mean, Carrie Zane. Even if it was, let's say it did happen in the beginning, like people speculate, she fucking went through the whole match like that. It was kind of cool to see them tie Becky Lynch up like a the old timey railroad, like the, the guy tied their dames yeah. to the railroad. And Samoa Joe even dropped a reference, uh, actually, like, "Oh, her pirate skill is coming to use." <laughs> Going back, yeah. Flash forwarding to uh, backstage that happened on Tuesday. Christian talked about what we talked about a little bit on air, a lot off air. Why have a TLC match if there's nothing hanging? Like, he, give me a belt, give me a briefcase, give me even a, brief, a, a bag full of cash. Yeah, yeah, the TLC match should be a contract. He's what, something. What was he said? The, the image the, of him climbing on a ladder for something. Yeah, and I just want to bring it up because we talked about that numerous times off air, and I think we talked about it on air last week. But yeah, no, it, um, it, it's stupid. It's absolutely stupid. Uh, they, they should have been like a chairs match or something. And that's exactly what he said. By making a chairs match, like there shouldn't be a TLC match that ends with a pin count. Yeah, it, it's that should and, never uh, happen. That shouldn't be a thing. I'm like, yeah, deja vu. We just talked about that. Yeah, so good job, Christian. And I think the right people went over in that match, Oscar and Karazan. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, Trump's like he can't go over. Absolutely. And, and now the story still continues. Exactly. Well done. And the woman. So, like again, I have to say, the, I, with knowing what we know about Karazan, I think the woman looks stronger than ever in that match. WrestleMania. Survivor Series, three pay-per-views main evented by women. Mm-hmm. Back-to-back main events by women. So 2020 is looking good for the women's division, even though many are saying it's kind of stale right now. But Absolutely. They're crushing it. Following TLC, which ended way early, thank you so much, Broken Skull Sessions featuring Goldberg. Did you watch this? I actually didn't. I wasn't going to either. I'm like, there's so much stuff I have my DVR. Let me watch. I don't care about Goldberg. I'm not a WCW guy. What can he say that I don't... But for some reason, I watched it. Awesome. Yeah? Great. Well, here's great the thing. Interview. Stone Cold's a great interviewer. Um, they were talking about his career and his how the streak came kind of organically. And I learned a lot. It was a very interesting interview. He mentioned on his loss to Brock Lesnar, Aerosmania in Orlando, 33? Something like that, yeah. So he's laying down on the ring. Brock Lesnar wins. He's celebrating his victory. Then he just realized, like, what do I, what do I do now? Like, I don't know what to do because rarely did he lose in his career. When he did lose, he didn't know what to do. Huh? Like actually, like, like, kind of, like on the spot. Yeah. Does he get up? Does he sell the? Does he sell being? Does he sell being beaten? Does he sell the finishing move? Does he just roll out of the ring? Like, that's the kind of psychology I think Eric Jaden has talked about. Like talking about ring ring work psychology, like yes. something I'd never thought about before in my life. Like, and see Goldberg, who had never had to deal with it too much in his career, talk about it. I'm like, wow, that's that just blew my mind for some reason. I'm like, that's and 
check out Goldberg on Broken Skull Sessions. Even if you were a fan of him or not, you'll learn a lot about it. It's fantastic. That's a cool thing about these Broken Skull Sessions, though. If you're uh, if you're someone who's looking to get involved in the professional wrestling world in any capacity, or even if you are currently involved, uh, you can learn a lot from it. Because Stone Cold even broke down Goldberg's very first match. Mm. Oh, wow. And it's like they played it. And then this Stone Cold broke it down. It's like, see what you did here? I like what he did here. You showed this and that. And then this with the referee, that showed this and that. Like he kind of like he was teaching Goldberg a class in wrestling. Wow. It was just fantastic. Definitely. And what led me to believe, because I wasn't a Goldberg fan. Mm. I didn't care to watch this, but I did I got sucked in. I, I was never a fan of his in ring work either. But these interviews are amazing, which please lead who what else would I want to see? On the Broken Skull Sessions. Oh, man. Breaking kayfabe. Having a real heart-to-heart conversation. Man-to-man. Bret Hart. Thought about Bret Hart. I'm thinking Kane. Something you don't see out of character as well. Because um, I think Shawn Michaels, we, we know pretty well. To see him doing one of these interviews. We you know what? Stone Cold brings out a different dynamic out of people. So it would be cool to see Shawn Michaels on there. Kevin Owens would be cool. I think Kevin Owens I think is too young. I think I think this is like a no, but it older would, Legends kind of guy. But even still, like... You Hulk know, Hogan? When... When Austin had Dean Ambrose on, mm. okay, Austin fucking but this, schooled him. This seems like a different venue than this Stone Cold podcast. It just seems like it's more. I don't. I'm not, I'm not, the word escapes me right now, but it seems like it would be more towards like old legends. It would have been awesome if he had Jr. on, but oh, that'd be cool. Obviously, that can't happen. You don't know his contract's coming up. He's going to resign with AEW. What, do, what are we talking about here? But who do you want to see on the Broken Skull Sessions? Let us know. Inbox at everything.com. Dot up 619-343-3005. Or hit us up on our social media. Like I said, the two names came up with Bret Hart and Kane. For some reason, Kane. Just like, I don't hear Kane out of character too often. And uh, same with The Undertaker. How did Kane character come evolve? Because Undertaker's first name was Kane the Undertaker. Ha! <laughs> True. So I'm like, all right, how did Kane, where did Kane come from? How did he evolve from the dentist to Kane? Isaac Yankum. Man, do I love Kane? <laughs> I think you love <laughs> Kane. All right, Kane, awesome. All right. It's got to be Kane! Anyway, I'm done with TV. You're done. Anything else? I'm, I'm done, man. Let's get to our three count. It's time for the three count. Yeah, we're back. Getting ready for our three count, Mark. One of our most popular segments. Next week is our year-end awards. And one of our categories is the one to watch in the following year. Yes. This will be Who's going to be the breakout star of 2020. Yeah. But now, at the end of the year, let's look back and find out who was the breakout star of 2019. The one to watch for me in 2019 was EC3. How that worked out. <laughs> you had a little more success with Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Not too much, but. Uh, Not too much. I mean, he was, at, least he was on, at least he was on TV. Yeah, a lot more TV time. You know, I, I at least thought he, he would win a strap. Something, right? You know, and it pisses me off that with like the, uh, we're talking about before with the United States Championship and the Intercontinental Championship. Like, we're not seeing enough of those type of matches. I mean, maybe a little bit more with the United States Championship recently, but yeah. it, you know, AJ Styles doesn't need it. Rey Mysterio doesn't need it. No, you know, well, Rey Mysterio needs something, something, but not that. You know, give give it to people like Drew McIntyre or you know Andrade or like you know uh, Mustafa Ali. You know, pe- ah, too early for that. But, but at least let them, let, let them compete for it. Okay, you know, it, it should go along the lines of some people like that. Drew McIntyre, I think, should be one of those champions at least. Maybe, uh, maybe at least in contention for the world championship. So weird, the light bulb just went off in my head. 
The Miz is on the same brand as the IC Championship. I'm talking about John Cena breaking records. It's got to be a matter of time before Miz breaks Chris Jericho's record, no? Oh, 100%. Miz definitely will. Like, I was I mean, waiting for this to be on the same brand, and they are. I just totally forgot about him. Like, it doesn't seem this. like Miz is retiring anytime soon. He's in phenomenal no. shape. He's on top of his game. The company loves him. Company loves him. Yeah, he's going to break that record for sure, especially with Chris Jericho going off to AEW. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they're going to say, fuck you, Jericho. Miz is going to take it. Well, who other people will break records in the future or the people who broke out in 2019? Marcus, number three. All right, so my number three, uh, we talked about her before, you know, and uh, she's she's doing things that we haven't seen before. She's created quite a name for herself, uh, Tessa Blanchard. Okay, she was on my list as well. I cut her out, but yeah, good one. Yeah, uh, you know, I've been going back and forth whether she's going to be my, an honorable mention of mine or to put her on the list. You know, after seeing what she did on Impact, and the fact is, like, you know what? Even if she doesn't win. She's competing for the heavyweight championship, for the main championship on a major brand, on Impact. You know, something that we've never really seen. China never went for no. a, a main championship. You know, has anyone else? No. You know, Tessa Blanchard, you know, say what you will, whether it's her last name carrying her or not. Uh, well, obviously, she's not in WWE. She's doing other things with her life, and she's making a name for herself on her own. She's probably doing better than anyone else done in the Blanchard family. And she's still young. So kudos to her. I watched Wow, Woman of Wrestling. I kind of fell off, fell behind. So I mm-hmm. caught up. I binged watched the season over the last week. And she's the world champion there. Yeah. So she didn't have that many great marquee standout matches. She had great matches, but nothing that kind of stood out. But it was just her presence being there as a champion. Like She's got excellent presence. Yeah. Excellent presence. She just drew you in, and that was a huge get for WoW. And, uh, yeah, definitely definitely broke out this year. Carly, that was a good, good pick. Thank you. What about you? We had an experiment to start watching NXT back in the early summer. Yes. And I was a huge fan during Lucha Underground and our Impact days before they left of Willie Mack. And I equated this guy to Willie Mack. Keith Lee okay. won, won me over when I was watching NXT in the summer. Fast forward. To his breakout at TakeOver and Survivor Series. In between those months, he had apparently a great rivalry with uh, Dajakovic. Yes. And like I said all the time, I don't hate to repeat myself, this guy flies around around the ring like a cruiserweight. He does things men his size should not be doing. And I just love watching this guy in the ring. All right. Keith Lee was my number three, actually, originally. uh, Until about right before we started the show. I'm glad you brought up your three. And for everything that you just mentioned and more so, I mean, Keith Lee, another thing about him, his facial expressions are yeah. just so on point. And he has a crowd, you know, like, oh, bask in his glory. glory. Where, did they even, first of all, where did they even come from? <laughs> that seems organic that the fans started saying that. I mean, I, think, I don't know why that would have come from, but. You want to talk about presence. I mean, the guy definitely has it as well. He knows he knows camera angles very well. Yeah, um, He knows how to utilize uh, the camera, he knows how to utilize the crowd. He, I hope Vince knows how to utilize him when he gets to the main roster. Well, Vince apparently was won over by Keith oh, Lee good. from right, Survivor good. Series. Who wasn't? No, exactly. I mean, we'll see. I mean, when I first saw this dude, I'm like, Keith Lee, I mean, what? What is this guy? I was like, oh, yeah. hey. Like, real fast. Like, all right. I see what people are talking about. You know what I mean? He, I'm full on basking. I, I want him to stay in NXT a little bit longer. Me too. I don't want to see him go to the main roster no, yet. Not I, anytime I, soon. 
I think there's a lot of potential there. He's not a total package yet. Could he be the, the uh, NFC champion? He could be. Okay. 2020? Long yes. run? Um, let's Or short run and catapult him to the main yeah, run. Yeah, to, to be determined, we'll see. Okay. Number two? Number two, I know he's been WWE for a long time, but you know this year was really his year. He 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 broke out to a whole new level that we never ever thought we'd see. I'm talking about Kofi Mania, baby, Kofi Kingston. Okay, I know you're going to give me shit for this because I'm he, not going to give you shit for it. He's been there for a long time. But, I was trying to think. Kofi had a a great year. Yeah, but it was hard. And I thought he was kind of on my short list. It was kind of hard for me to say breakout. This guy's like a six-time, seven-time tag team champion who's been but around for a long time. Here's the thing, tag team champion. He, like, no one ever thought he would break through to that level of being a world heavyweight champion. No, I agree, yeah. I'm, saying this is, I mean, this is, so, I'm not giving you shit for it. I, I agree with you, what you're saying. So he had a great year. Breakout? I don't know. In my eyes, that's breaking out. You're breaking out. You're breaking out to a whole new level in your game. But then game. to go right back where you came from? But here's the thing. He had to because Xavier Woods got injured. They need to do something with a new if Xavier Woods wasn't injured. He would not be anywhere different. I don't necessarily know that. Well, I do. Kobe Kingston, it's not like he had a one-and-done deal. He had a pretty decent run at the championship. Yeah. He put on great five-star matches all but, around. But he won't go back to it. I don't think he wants to. He said he's done. He's going to be done wrestling after this contract's up, which yeah. he just resigned. I don't know for signed. how long. I think it was five years. Five years? Okay. That's his last contract, yeah. I mean, he's, he has like a great career. Listen, yeah. the dude wanted to win a championship. He did. He exceeded all expectations doing so. Like, I really thought he was going to lose it back in May, like uh, right after WrestleMania. But he didn't. He, he had some good matches. He had some good storylines. Um, you know, people would say shit for how he lost to Brock Lesnar. But, hey, listen, that's believable. That's how it's going to end. You know, does he want another run? It sounds like he doesn't. It sounds like he was happy with what he had. And, hell, you know what? The fact that he got to that level and stayed at that level and won over the fans the way he did, how can you not Great call matches. it? How, yeah. how can you not call it breakout? Well, I figured I would predict your top three. thought we had a lot of similar mm-hmm. choices. You surprised me with Tessa Blanchard. You surprised me with Kofi Kingston. I think I know your number one. Okay. She's my number two, Ray Ripley. <laughs> a name <laughs> who has been in NXT mainstay. But again, has blown up in the last couple of months. A name I would not have known, but a face I would recognize. But now, for certain, I know the name Ryan Ripley after getting invested in NXT's build-up to Survivor Series, their invasion of Raw and SmackDown, her performance at TakeOver, her performance at Survivor Series, her performance at the last, like I said, the last six, eight minutes I watched during her championship match against... My girl, Shayna Baszler. She's captivating. Very captivating. Great in the ring. Great moveset. Great look. It's just this woman she is the go. definition of breakout because now a name I did not know back in January, I am very familiar with here in December. I've, I've heard the name. I haven't watched a thing from NXT UK. Um, that's what, yeah, exactly. Okay. And I knew, I knew that's where she started off in WWE. Yes. Kept hearing her name. I, I, I've seen some clips of her. I was like, oh, wow, she's pretty cool. Good look, blah, blah, blah. Uh, looks like she can go. All right. You know, that's someone to keep an eye on. And then, you know, she, the momentum has kept on growing and growing and growing with her. The, the match that she put on with Tony Storm and then went on to NXT and doing what she did. And then, 
then boom, put her in the main roster going against Charlotte, Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks. Like, holy shit, this girl, only at 23, mind yeah. you, is just taking names and kicking ass and doing a thing and just breaking the walls down no matter where she goes. Which is why she's my number one. Which is why she's my number one. <laughs> man, I know you so well. You know me too, too well, man. Yeah, Rhea Ripley, I love her, man. I think she's the future of WWE in general. Uh, I can't wait to see how long her reign lasts. Was it Trish Stratus said the same thing? I think a lot of people are yeah, saying the same true. thing. You know, she's just, I mean, how can you not? I mean, she's already got that it factor at 23 and still growing. I mean, Lord knows where she's going to go next, barring injury. I hope to God yeah. what happened to Paige doesn't happen to her. Yeah, you know, I'm just excited. I'm excited for the future of wrestling. It sounds like the future is now. It was Raw and SmackDown, NXT with the minor leagues, right? Remember yeah. that? Yeah. You get called up from NXT to the main roster. Mm-hmm. Now that they're kind of equating NXT to being one of the top three brands, is NXT UK the new NXT? Ooh, no. Why? I think NXT UK is just NXT UK. I okay. think it's just a separate thing. So the, because they, they're, they they're, be, they're building up different NXTs all throughout the world. So they won't be poaching people from NXT UK to come into NXT. I mean, like they, they do with Ray Ripley. I mean, they, they will. I mean, yeah, to bring that. Is that a sign of a step up? Yeah, okay. for sure. So then, yes, for sure. I mean, no. I mean, not the way I you mean, think. Yeah, no. My number one. <laughs> I think Evolve is going to be the NXT. My number one is is a man who kind of stolen the show during my days of watching Impact in 2018. He was never in the main title picture. He was never really involved in anything big, but he had some great storylines and phenomenal matches. He got himself a little crew of action, and it's sad for me to say that I missed most of his 2019. But from what I followed, from what I read, and from what I now have seen in the latter end of 2019, Sammy Callahan, one of the top names in this industry, not only in Impact, this industry, he's world champion of Impact. Right. And his matches with Tessa Blanchard at Slammiversary was amazing. Again, it wasn't a man versus woman. It was a man versus a, a rival. And, uh, I mean, Sammy Callahan just kind of blew my mind this year. Sammy, Gall- Sammy Callahan had a year almost like almost comparable to one of my honorable mentions, Brian Cage. But uh, Sammy Callahan, my number one breakout star of 2019. The man's got a chip on his shoulder like you won't believe. And yeah. he seems like it, no matter what he does right now, it's not good enough for him. Like, it just seems like like all the no's and all the shit that's happened to him in the past, it's just like it still weighs on him. And he's just, he still wants more and more to prove it. He's not happy until he becomes like the fucking all-time best. And I, I think even still that's not good enough for him. But, yeah, I think uh... – our fantastic lists. We have great, great lists. Yeah, I'm curious here what everyone else thinks. You know, uh, you know who was your breakout star of 2019? Who crushed it in 2019? Inbox at com. Dial it up, 619-343-3005, or hit us up on our social medias. Get involved in the conversation. Definitely, definitely want to hear yours. Yeah, at me, bro. Well, Mark, my drink's empty. The time for some go-home thoughts. You mentioned it. I'm going to cut you off here. I'm going to go first, if you don't mind. Okay. Our hotline is open, 619-343-3005. I mentioned each and every week. I'm always checking it. There's always people calling in. Most of the time, it's the wrong number, but I appreciate you calling, okay? But we have a voicemail this week, an intriguing question, a loyal listener. Mark, I want to propose this question to you. It kind of falls in line with your TV takedown. Okay. So uh, let's hear what he has to say. 
You know what? I'm just going to say it. Becky Lynch is the John Cena of women's wrestling. They're awesome when they don't have the belt and trying to get the strap. But when they get it, they're suck. They just are in. They just, they just suck, guys. And, like, Becky Lynch is just lame. You need to put her back down into, like, maybe the, uh, the mid-card. Have her wrestle some of those Asian girls or something, you know? But uh, I, I'm just saying, she's like the John Cena. All the hype. Yeah, I'm the man. I'm the man. And uh, after that, give it back to my girl, Charlotte. Thanks again, guys. So, again, thank you for the call. I say in the intro to the voicemail, leave your name, where you're calling from, so I can reference your name. But thank you for your call. Something I touched upon a couple weeks ago, I feel like Becky Lynch is kind of getting overrated. But, Mark, you have a look in your face, especially when you heard this. Marcus, the floor is yours. Answer this man's question, please. Well, this goes back to what I touched on before. You know, I think some people think that she is getting stale, and I was touching on you before. I, I, I know that's what you thought as well. Uh, but hearing this caller, I can see why people say it, but at the same time, listen, she's on top of her game. She was off TV for two weeks. How do you do that to the woman's champion? You know, like she's, you got to give her rest, blah, blah, blah. I mean, like, you know, w- at what point was she off for two weeks? I forget. A couple weeks ago, I don't remember. I, see, you don't even remember. So it's not that big of a deal. You know, keep her fresh. She's got a big TLC match coming up. You know, she's got the road to WrestleMania coming up. You know, they, they deserve some breaks every now and then. Becky Lynch obviously crushed it all of 2019, you know, elevating the woman's game. Main eventing WrestleMania, and she has a strap, and she's done fine with the strap. Nothing different. I, I think the problem is this: what this person's saying, and I think what you're feeling as well, happens to anyone that wins the championship belt. Which is, which is, you guys get as soon as you, they win the championship belt, like, oh man, that sucks. First of all, you, you don't know me at all because I'm a big John Cena fan. I love when he had the strap, as you call it numerous times for this episode for some weird reason. But he's equating Becky Lynch to John Cena and the fact that f- the more fan base gets bored when he has a championship. They prefer John Cena chasing. Fine. But a lot of wrestling fans, you can agree with this. I see it Twitter yeah, all the time. I, I hear it all the I mean, time. I totally agree with you. Like, but do you, the, the person that they want to win, the moment they win, is like, oh, fuck you. You won. You're too good for us now. Going back to the point is his thing is, again, leave your name next time. He is saying Becky Lynch is the female John Cena. Do you agree or disagree with that statement? No, I, I don't agree with that. I think fans still obviously love her. She's getting more cheers than boos. Okay, um, you know, but I, you know it's coming. Well, look at Seth Rollins. What, what's that line? Die or do not. There is no trying. No, you either you either die being a hero, or you live you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Great movie, Dark Knight. Great movie. I think that happens with anything and anyone if you overstay your welcome. You know, if, if Becky Lynch stays being a champion or stays doing the same thing for Roman too Reigns long, didn't Roman Reigns was different. No, of course he is. Ric Flair? Ric Flair didn't have a long run in the current stage. Mm. You know, back then it's different it's different times now. I mean oh, no, people okay. like five minutes too long for people, yeah. <laughs> apparently yeah. to, in today's age. You know, Becky Lynch. If they keep, if they keep her being stale, I think it's a fair assessment. I, I kind of feel the tide turning of Becky Lynch. I think now, with what I mentioned before about Becky Lynch and Oscar, when she yeah. said like, "Now I have something to fight for," you know, Oscar, you've had my number. 
now I want this match. I'm kind of, you know, like mm-hmm. she, she's, no, yeah. she's putting Oscar over, and I think that's that's a different twist because Becky Lynch has been in the top. Now she's putting herself in the bottom. She's chasing Oscar in a way, even though she's the one that has a strap. So you do not feel fans are turning on Becky Lynch. I feel oh, there. She's they're, getting boring. I feel there is something there with the fans on the cusp of, mm-hmm. but but now with this promo. And depending on what they do next, I think the momentum swings back for Becky Lynch. So thank you for your phone call. Again, I don't know your name or where you called from, but thank you so much for your phone call. The hotline- and, I'm sorry to touch on this. What she said, too, about the fact that it will piss her off, the fact that she feels the powers that be are protecting her, yeah, kind of touches on that. So I think that's a, that was a great move by whoever made that call, whether it was Paul Heyman or whoever else. Great move. I always say get involved in the conversation. Dial up 619-343-3005. And this is an example. I would love to get this going. Mark, I know you would love to hear from what people are thinking as well. So leave your comments, questions, or concerns, what your thoughts are going on in the current product, WBAW Impact. Hotline is always open 24 hours. Just leave your message and say your name or where you're calling from. 619-343-3005. Maybe your voice can be heard next week. Mark. And go home thoughts for you. Yeah, so it is official uh, for January 26th. We mentioned the last show, the Royal Rumble. We're going to be hosting a viewing party at Buffalo Wild Wings in Forest Hills. Outlaw. Forest Hills. What's that? Uh, fucking Forest yeah, Hills. Can you be positive here? No parking there. All right, fuck you then. Fucking you know, t- take my helicopter ride. I, I don't care. Oh, okay. can I get on that? Yeah, sure. Oh, sweet. So Forest Hills, yeah. Let's do this. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Outlaw Wrestling's going to be hosting. And it's official now. Bull James will be there. You heard it here, folks. Bull James, Outlaw Wrestling, the Royal Rumble, January 26th. I am ecstatic for this. It's going to be the first of many, first shot of wrestling, and these viewing parties. WB will be at Forest Hills. Yes, and all Buffalo Wild Wings we're talking about. Buffalo Wild Wings and Forest Hills, and any Buffalo Wild Wings. And remember, Jimmy J said that last week. If your number, Jimmy J from Take It Home TV. Revenant Contest, you pick a number. If your number wins the Royal Rumble, you will win a Fiend custom-made belt oh, stop. out of the pocket <laughs> of Jimmy J. Is that not what he said? That's not what, he, not said. what he said. I no, that. but the first, okay, so the first 30 they get there, uh, you do get a raffle number, and whoever wins the Royal Rumble. Now, I, I got to ask uh, Jimmy if it's just for the men's or if it counts for the women as well. Great question. Uh, we have to. Are there, are there two? Are there two? We'll have to touch base on that, but the winner does get a prize so first 30 come on up get your beers on get your drinking on get your wings on let's party guys what's your flavor my wait i got i like to Wing, go boneless yeah. i'm boneless guy. thank you people give me shit for being a boneless guy uh, specifically at buffalo wild wings so like, i just I don't want to do the bone like it's, it's too much in the way that's fat. Yeah. like it parts my teeth let me get boneless most of the times though i am a bone guy it, it, for whatever reason i like the boneless better at buffalo what's your wild flavor? Wings. So I get half teriyaki and half Asian zing. Ooh, teriyaki is great. Asian zing's even better, though. Oh, I never had that. I like a honey barbecue and uh, what is it? I think it was TJ Friday's had the J- uh, Jack Daniel's sauce. Oh, yeah. No, the Buffalo doesn't have yeah. that. Buffalo Wild Wings. But I'm sure they have something similar, but I usually get honey barbecue or barbecue but uh, or buffalo from feeling spicy on her fuck up my stomach. <laughs> but teriyaki, that's a fucking good choice. Teriyaki's a great choice over there. Oh, now, now I want Buffalo Wild Wings. How we get some wings, and then go to the escape room and practice. Yes. Yes. Let's do it. So, episode 193 is in the books for the Hollywood Assassin, 
aka your favorite actor, Mark Schwann, for the Green Man, and I guess you call him the voice of Shadow Wrestling, Shane Fair. I've been your host at Muggsy Party. Until next week, Merry Christmas. Party out. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I need to announce it's last, last call, call at, at the, the bar. bar. Oh. All right, everybody, we have made it to the end of the episode, and it's last call. We're still here with Mr. White Glove Treatment himself, Mr. Shane Fair. Now, Shane, this is how you play. I'm going to ask you a few questions, and the first thing that comes to your mind is the first thing you should answer. Are you ready? I think so. Well, then away we go. What is your favorite adult beverage? Uh, Stella Artois. Other than wrestling, what do you nerd out to? Video games. Name a common job that should require its employees to wear white gloves. Waiter, the obvious. <laughs> what is the worst job you've ever had? Ooh, a dishwasher was pretty uh, eye-opening in a restaurant. That was pretty heinous. Which legendary pro wrestler, dead or alive, would you like to introduce? Kurt Henning, Mr. Perfect. Who is your mark-out wrestler growing up? Probably would be Mr. Perfect again. Uh, what do you consider to be your prized possession? Mr. Perfect action figure? No, no. <laughs> throw you a curveball on this one. Probably my iPod because it's like really? it's been with me for so many. Yeah, it's got everything I need on it. It's a little, uh, you know, antiquated at this point. But uh, yeah, that's my, my travel buddy. Well, speaking of iPod, what is your go-to karaoke song? Oh, anything by Depeche Mode. I'm in like that mm. Dave Gahan uh, voice range. So I can always like, get, you know, pull off a somewhat decent impression. Who is your celebrity crush? Oh, boy. That's a tough one. Uh, obviously, Allie from AEW. That's, I guess we can count her. Uh, what is your motto in life? No good deed goes unpunished. And finally, Shane Fair, as we wrap up our year here, 2019 with a shot of wrestling, what is your New Year's resolution? To get to Mexico, to stand in a ring with a microphone in Mexico. That's, that's the only goal that I have. Well, brother, we're going to be going international in 2020. Thank you so much for joining us and for always supporting and showing love to your boys here at A Shot of Wrestling. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. And we'll see you in 2020. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby. But I got you pinned. Ha, 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 ha. But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody.